Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Don't touch that dial. You're tuned in to the Dread Podcast Network. What's your favorite scary movie? Oh, come on. You know I don't watch that shit. Why not? Too scared. No. No, it's just, what's the point? They're all the same. Some stupid killer stalking some big-breasted girl who can't act who's always running up the stairs when she should be going out the front door. It's insulting. movie comedy podcast we're gonna tell you the entirety of the movie spoilers and all and this week i am ketrin porter and i'm gonna be doing the talking and the telling and the spinning and this week i'm kim burns and i'm gonna listen hi ma'am hello how are you good having eyeball problems no oh i'm having eyeball problems okay Every year this happens to me. Every year I go, why do I feel like my eyes are tumbleweeds rolling across my skull? And why do I keep waking up as if I was crying for six hours? Why does this keep happening to me? And every year I go, oh, right, the Santa Ana winds. I think that's called allergies, dude. They have stuff for that. I don't, I don't have allergies. I think you do. Hate I to have break allergies. it to you. I have allergies but you just only described in October. Allergies. Oh my God. Seasonal allergies, you arsehole. I don't have allergies. Okay, we'll just keep suffering then. I will. You fucking weirdo. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about something more interesting. Uh well, all right. Go I've right got ahead. nothing. What show? No, I don't have anything oh, to pitch. I, see. I was hoping you I had something. See. <laughs> I see. But if, if if scratchy eyes is all you got, it's downhill from here. Well, I guess we're out. Bye, everybody. Uh, See ya. <laughs> Tell us about your birthday. It was awesome. I went to see uh, Hamilton at the Pantages, which was incredible because I knew the music, obviously, so well, like the back of my hand. But it's was really exciting to see it on stage, obviously. And uh, we saw the understudy for 
Hamilton for Alexander Hamilton. And he was so fucking incredible mm-hmm. that I was like, who's the main guy? Yeah, that's like, when I saw Wicked. Someone was the understudy. But yeah, when the understudies of like Broadway shows are incredible. It's Bamunis. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, and then my friend was playing Eliza. And she has, if somebody asked me, do you want to have a live performance from Beyonce in your living room or listen to a recording of Joanna Jones? I would choose a recording of Joanna Jones. And you know how much I love I Beyonce. Know. I'm like, I don't think that's true. Kim does not like anything I have to say. <laughs> she is like, not interested in anything I have to, to say. Live to your house, there's no way you're turning down Bay. There's no way. Joanna Jones is pretty incredible. I'll make a bet for when someone pitches this to you. <laughs> Great. Sounds good. What do we what do we what are we putting down? Death, obviously. Death. We're fighting to the death. <laughs> Great. Anyway, the point we is get to Joanna do our Jones favorite kill on the other. Great. Joanna Jones is incredible. Um and then I had a party on Sunday with all my favorite people. It was so fun. And nice to see people. Yeah. It was really cool. And we threw axes and we played COVID safe beer pong and had a fire pit. So yeah, my birthday was great. It was really, it was really fun. Yeah. And Kim got me a really cool book that I started reading today, which is awesome. Do you like it? I love it. It's great. It's a, it's a, it's another book on how to read tarot. And I say another because it's like, I mean, there's millions out there and it's like you can't really have too many of them because the whole point is to know all of the ways that the cards can be interpreted Mm -hmm. and some ways that authors write is going to be more accessible to you or not. So I, uh, I love it. Yay. Great gift, Miss Burns. Great job. That's all I got. I've done nothing but go to your birthday party. Oh. (laughs) Which you covered. I was there. (laughs) Great. Awesome. It was outside. I, um, I ate some chips. I uh, hugged lots of people. Yeah. I threw an axe or two. Yeah. Went out on a bullseye. Felt good about that. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, you got to go out on the bullseye. <laughs> got to go out on the bullseye. Threw it like two times and got a bullseye. I was like, I'm complete. Thank you. Have a good day, everyone. All right. Yeah. Well, in real time, thank you to everyone who came to Drunk Car. We haven't experienced it yet, but we hope that you had fun. Yeah. We also hope that we mentioned it in the last episode because we can't remember. And I we meant to remind you that it was happening, but not sure. Yeah. Hope, so hopefully if we, you knew. If we didn't mention it <laughs> and you're only hearing about it right now, why don't you go ahead and uh, fire up that old time machine? Mm-hmm. And head on back to a week ago. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I think if you go to the last episode, the link will probably link to it if you want to watch the replay. But but you missed out on all the fun. Let's be real. Yeah. I mean, you could sit by yourself at work, I guess, and rewatch it and just make sure you have a little secret shot glass next to you <laughs> yes. if you so choose. Um I really think we mentioned it though, but we'll see. There's no way to know. There's no way to find out. There's, There's no, no way to way verify for me this to ever know unless mm-hmm. someone else tells me because, yeah, I can't do it. So, no way. Tell me a movie. All right. Great. So, I asked for some suggestions from 
are Sammy's, and I got some, and then I turned those into a poll for our patrons, and this is the one that was voted upon. I have no idea now, what it is. I don't even know so what this is for. Great. So this is interesting because I just put the title in uh, in the poll, but this is a remake of a movie that came out in 1960. So when this one won, I said, hmm, I wonder if I should watch the original or the remake because they're both called the same thing. Hmm. And I, I, you know, I, I obviously don't do like research on them because I don't want to give things away, but I just take a cursory glance on IMDb and I immediately saw that my boyfriend of your Matthew Lillard, Lillard. is in this. Oh, well, you had to go with this one, just like you'd have to go with Bay in your living room. Exactly. So I said, right. So I said, (laughs) decision made. Uh, I'm going to listen to Joanna Jones on record. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, I said, decision. I can't wait until I can't wait until there's like a moment where I have the 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 chance to have Beyonce in my living room. Because <laughs> that means that my life has really shot up a trajectory that I'm very excited about. <laughs> Either way, whether she sings there or not. <laughs> um, so I said to myself, self, you're going to make this choice based solely on a crush that you had quite some time ago. Um, and then I had a flashback to uh, Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark where there's like an old knight who's guarding all the chalices, um, or no, the last crusade, who's guarding all the chalices of Jesus, you know? So we go, you go into that cave and he's like, choose the chalice that you will drink th- from. One will bring you eternal life and one will bring you death. And he's all like crusty and like, oh, I've been here for thousands of years. Choose your chalice. And at the end, he either says, you have chosen wisely or he says you have chosen poorly and then your face melts off and you die i'm not gonna tell you what the knight said to me i will let you know what i chose and whether it brought me eternal life oh. or eternal death <laughs> i mean i will say it's interesting because ketrin is the married person of the of the podcast, which we've talked about. I am the single mm-hmm. um, lady. And yet, I don't know that I've ever picked a movie based on a crush or someone I thought was hot in it. And yet, hmm. you've picked many. Oh, it's my it's my sole criteria. <laughs> you've picked so many. Yeah. And yeah. often, we all suffer for it. So... Just Will it be the same today <laughs> or not? <laughs> Will my horniness bring us all eternal life or eternal death? <laughs> we'll soon find out. All right. So this came out in 2001. A great year for me. A terrible year for pants and where they fell on my body. <laughs> it was directed by Steve Beck, and it was written by Rob White, Neil Marshall Stevens, and Richard Dovidio. The movie is 2001's 
13 ghosts. 13 ghosts. Yes. I think I've seen this, but I think my goldfish brain, I told you, would be okay with it. Yeah. Um, um, and then there was another one in 1960, eh? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Also called 13 ghosts. Yeah. But was so, it spelled the same? Isn't this spelled weird? Like It is spelled strangely. numbers in it? Is yeah. Is it like the T-H-1-3-R-T-E-E-N? Yeah, like the one is the T and teen, and the three is the first E. I mean, it works, but I'm also like, you don't need to be that cute about it. We could just say 13 ghosts. It's fine. Um, all right, Cyrus, dead or alive? Oh, man. Alive. Arthur. Dead. Katinka or Kalina? Dead. Can't remember. Shannon Elizabeth. Dead. Bobby. Dead. Bobby. Um, Maggie. Dead. And Stu. Dead. Oh, no, it's terrible. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. It's fine. All right. We open on a junk yard. I kept writing graveyard, and I was like, no, it's a junkyard. And then I thought, it is kind of a graveyard for things. Well, it's a car graveyard. Yeah, it's a car graveyard. So we open also, on a car graveyard. Also, once my home as a child. I know. I still want you to do I God, I wish you had lived there just, just for me for longer <laughs> so that you could just tell me more about being a junk child. <laughs> I just want to know more about it. What were your playthings? I'm very glad that I never did. Very, <laughs> very What were your glad. games? Where did you do your homework? They have, a, you... it would be, I would have lived at a house, not like in the oh, yard. I was, just, I was just picturing your bedroom being like a, a, a car you found. No, it was, junk it was a home. It's fucking fascinating. All right. We open on a junkyard. We open and on a junkyard, baby. Is that a real song? Yeah. Does Beyonce sing it? Or Joanna? Jo- yep. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I was going to say uh, the same joke, but you said it first. So then I just uh, <laughs> only said like one word. <laughs> Kim, that wasn't a word. That was half of a syllable that you got out. <laughs> You're too quick for me, Porter. Sorry. Um, all right. So in the ju- it's nighttime in the junkyard. It's nighttime in the junkyard. <laughs> I don't. I need to. I don't know why that's <laughs> happening. It's, it feels good though. It sounds good. I'm not gonna lie. I love it. Um, and a giant semi truck busts through the gate. I don't, right. I don't, I don't, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, go ahead. It's great. A she giant... changed genres too, guys. I had to theme it to what was happening. A giant yeah. semi truck busts through the the fence. Yeah, like the 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 like entrance gate or okay. whatever. And behind the semi truck is like a caravan of pretty like official looking vehicles. Like they look like the vehicles that are in like the presidential caravan, except the symbol on the side is like this weird like. S- Circles within circles and 12 symbols kind of symbol the on the sides of the 
Exactly. It's a movie about the Illuminati. And a whole bunch of Speaking like of Beyonce. Hey. I would join the fucking Illuminati for her. A bunch of men start like jumping out very of, of officially and they're like setting up a bunch of equipment to like do things and stuff. And then like an old timey car pulls up behind, but not like a we've jumped into a time machine old timey car. It's like old timey car, like this really rich dude wants to drive around in this old timey <clears throat> car because he's got lots of money kind of old timey car. Yeah, a vintage and, car, I think they would call them. Right. And uh, and he gets out and he's got a cane and a cape. Uh oh. And you splooged already? You were like This was not a splooge worthy cane and cape. Oh. This was like a uh oh. This guy means business and I'm a little con- I'm a little worried. He's a little intimidating. Oh. I just thought you meant I meant more of like your own personal style. You were like, yeah, that's my to, jam. I am trying to to introduce more or capes into my wardrobe. They don't sell a ton of them. It's as if they're out of style. All right. So old timey guy gets out of the car. Behind him comes Matthew Lillard. Hey. Good old Stu. But he comes out of the not- the fancy car. Yeah. Okay. Um, but he's not looking great. Like he kind of falls out of it. Oh. Like no. he's kind of like Owie, my head, owie, my whole vibe kind of thing. And he's sort of like, yeah. And his vibe is also fainty. Like he gets out and he kind of like faints a little bit. (laughs) And Cyrus, who's Cape Man, is like, you know, what's what's the deal with this place? What's the deal with this place? (laughs) And, uh, Just bringing you the Seinfeld references. I started watching that to fall asleep to because it's like on Netflix now. And I yeah. ran through all of the other basic yeah. comedies. It's dated. It's very dated. I actually recently looked. I was like, when did this start? It was like 1989. Yeah. It's fucking dated as like, fuck. Dated in so many ways, but then even dumb ways where it's like there's an entire episode based on like having to use the payphone. <laughs> It's like, so weird. It's I, like, so weird. I don't think of it being that old. So Cyrus is like, you know, what's what's the deal? And Stu is like, in my professional opinion, we need to get the fuck out of here. Uh-oh. Like he's like, I'm not having anything you're doing here. And he takes out like a bottle of pills and Cyrus knocks them out of his hand with his cane. And Stu is like, I... Like, I need those. And Cyrus is like, I need you clear-headed. Cyrus then shows him a picture that's like an aerial view of the whole truck graveyard. And he says, where is he? And Stu looks down at the picture, but is kind of like, please don't make me do this. And Cyrus is like, do it. And so Stu puts his hand on the ground of the junkyard. And he, like, screams in pain. And he's like, you said there were nine here, man. There are 40 victims here. Oh, my goodness. And Cyrus is like, he had nine victims while he was alive. What? Yeah. Oh, no. That's. Scary. No. 
That's a very murderous ghost. And so then Cyrus is like, all right, bring in the cube. A thing starts like lowering, literally like a, a cube, but it's like glass walls, basically. Okay. Uh, Stu is now walking with Cyrus and he's like, why do they call him Breaker? And Cyrus is like, because he broke his victims into a million pieces. At that moment, a car falls from the sky, seemingly. Like it's an old junk car from the junkyard, but it falls like directly in front of them. And all the men that are working and Stu start screaming. And Cyrus is just like, oh, I hate being rushed. And... Stu gets really upset and he's like, this is not like the other ones. Cyrus is like, you'll get a bonus for this. And Stu is like, you don't have that kind of money to make up for what you're asking me to do right now. And and Cyrus is like, after tonight, I will. As Cyrus kind of walks away from Stu or like to get out of the way of, you know, flying cars, Stu touches his shoulder and we see that Stu has like a flash of like a bunch of images, most of which are this like sort of steampunky machine type thing, like a giant gears machine with levers and all kinds of stuff. But we like, we don't really know what it is. Okay. And Cyrus is like, don't get too curious. <laughs> At that point, the team is now bringing in two other humans that they're, like, struggling. They're like, you're not going to get away with this, Cyrus. Oh, and then they literally say, you can't get away with this, Cyrus. And uh, the girl, who we learn is named Kalina or Katinka, is like, these are human beings. It's slavery. And Cyrus kind of, like, mocks her. And he's like, oh, do you still have your cute little Quicksilver flares and your little magic book? And the guy that was brought in with Katinka is like, you don't have the right spells or the 13th ghost. Stu then looks at Cyrus and is like, 13? You contacted me for 12 ghosts, man. Breaker is the 12th ghost. I'm done after this. Ah. And Cyrus... uh is like, you know, just kind of like brushes him off. And then Cyrus says, bring in the bait. And the bait is another giant semi-truck that just is spraying blood all over the junkyard. Just spraying blood everywhere. Like out of a hose? Yeah, like out of some sort of thing that's attached to the front of the thing. And it's just spraying But not out of like... Bodies currently being... No, like, this is like, hey, the blood truck's here. Here we go, everybody. You know, the blood truck. Yeah. And Stu is just like, you gotta be shitting me. And Cyrus is like, power up the cube! All the workers then put on these glasses. They're like, um... They look like, uh, shop glasses. Like, glasses you would wear to protect your eyeballs from... Shards of wood, sure. Or something that's like that. what we wore in the junkyard. Exactly. Right. And to bed because you never and know to bed. when there was going to be shards of wood or cars flying at your exactly. face when you were a junk child. And then we see that Cyrus. Oh, we also see that like on the glass of the cube are like 
words etched into it, like frosted into it. But it's not in English. It's okay. in another language. And then we see that Cyrus is now putting something on a loudspeaker and it's blasting through the whole junkyard and it's chanting something in Latin really loud throughout the junkyard. Then we see sort of like a POV through the junkyard where it's like kind of like in um, n- uh, uh, Evil Dead where it's like flying through the junkyard uh-huh, kind of uh-huh, thing. Yeah. And Cyrus is up there being all like caped, being like, come, <laughs> come. And cars are like getting knocked over and people are being picked up and thrown by nothing at all and we're like what the fuck one guy starts seeing this happening his glasses fall off he climbs up a mountain of cars to I don't know to get away from something but he can't see anything and then all of a sudden the car that he's climbed up next to the hood of it opens something pulls him into it and he's bent backwards like backwards knees Mm. except spine Ah. backwards spine and then like closed Ah. into the hood of the car backwards did um and we're like ooh gross um another guy then has like a car lifted up like over top of him and just as it's about to come down on him he like has his glasses on and sees that there's a fucking ghost Holding the car up that's all like like wounded and skin falling off. Looks like a zombie, basically. It's like they live glasses, but for ghosts. Exactly what it is. And the car like smashes down on him and he's dead. Uh, Another guy tries to run, but he kind of like runs into the cube by accident. The ghost... The zombie ghost follows him in. The doors of the cube close. And the ghost is now just smashing the dude up against the wall of the cage. And just like blood spurting everywhere. And uh, Stu is like, hey, stop. Stop doing that ghost. He doesn't, obviously. Um, Stu then like takes his glasses off and we see that the ghost disappears, but the dude is still being thrown around when he doesn't have his glasses on. So that's where we, you know, get a true understanding of the glasses, I guess. And he then like kind of walkie talkies to Cyrus, Stu does. And he's like, I hope you're happy. You got your 12th ghost. And then we hear someone say, someone help me. We look, and it's the woman that was brought into the graveyard. Her partner is, like, smashed to smithereens and all kinds of dead. And she's just, like, screaming over him. And Stu, like, tries to call Cyrus to be like, it's gone off the rails, buddy. And it pans over, and we see that Cyrus is, like, sliced through the chest (gasps) on the car, dead. Oh, shit. So, now we cut to... And so um, the ghost did all of that, like before mm-hmm. the other thing? Okay. Yeah. So now we cut to a montage of a family. And what it is, it's like it's setting up the exposition for this family with one single shot that pans around a house. So we start 
uh, with uh, mom and dad looking out the window at their two kids, Shannon Elizabeth and her little brother. They're probably about like, I would say like 17 and like 12 is like the age range. And it's like panning around and we see that the dad who's played by Tony Shaloub, otherwise known as Monk. And he's like, I'm a dad and I'm proud of them. And then it pans around and it's like someone's birthday. And then all of a sudden in the flashback, we hear like a fire alarm and we hear uh, the kids being like, dad, dad, it's on fire. And dad being like, get the kids out of here. Gene, get the kids out. Kids, where's your mom? She's still inside. I've got to go get her. Sir, you can't go back in there. And then it's like, beep, 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 sir, we've lost her. Mm. Mom's dead. Mm. And it keeps panning around. And we now see that Tony Shalhoub is again sitting in the same position at a window, but looking out at a different scene, like basically just looking out at like, pipes and a brick wall and it pans past him and we see like a billboard of just like overdue notices everywhere a billboard and he's just it's <laughs> two chains two chains a bulletin board what do I mean? bulletin board not billboard bulletin board thank you Burns i do there. that a lot that specific one though i do that a lot billboard and bulletin board uh Interesting. Yeah, that very specific transition has happened is a weird, before. Is a Kim Burns for you? Yeah, it really is. So a bulletin board of past due notices, and then we come <laughs> like, to the that's door. A pretty aggressive. That's bill a lot collectors. Of past due. If they're just like put up a billboard outside to be like you're overdue, <laughs> Tony Shalhoub, you owe us money. <laughs> you're gonna get evicted. <laughs> yes, you. Can't you see this giant billboard? billboard so that it pans around to the door and shannon elizabeth comes in and she's like dad you're gonna be late it's 8 30 you're gonna be late we come into the kitchen and she's making food she's making breakfast for everybody and bobby who's the son is like bobby is on like a little tape recorder and he's like recording really upsetting news headlines so he's like, he's like, a body was found in the apartment complex on 8311 Lock Raven Boulevard, and it was found decap, decap, and then a nanny answers is like decapitated, and he's like, found decapitated. It's really cute. <laughs> and we learn that there's a, a nanny named Maggie who, who lives with them. Did you just use your old address in college for that uh, thing? I 1,000% did. <laughs> it just fell out of my mouth. I, I have never said that. Ad- I havenven't said that address since college. Years. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like but I, there like, I recognize that address. I've I've driven there. <laughs> I'm also really impressed. Oh, my God, you guys. Kim, like, remembers my address in college. <laughs> it's like, she's, like, super obsessed with me. It's, like, cute, but also, like, oh, my God, you're obsessed with me. I'm, like, a little rain nanny. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Nanny is very sassy. She's fun. And dad comes in and he's like, Shannon Elizabeth, why are you cooking? That's what we hired Maggie for. And Shannon Elizabeth is like, have you had her cooking? And Maggie's like, I heard that. Shots fired. 
Tony Shalhoub dad tries to be like, oh, wow, he's going to have a lot of names. He's going to be Arthur. He's going to be Tony Shalhoub. He's going to be dad. He's going to be monk. Keep up, Burns. So he's like, Bobby, what are you doing? Like, this is a weird thing. And he says, keeping a record of death is healthy. And then Shannon Elizabeth says something shitty. And Bobby, like, says to dad, he's like, and sister, what's her name? Kathy. Shannon Elizabeth is being a real slut about it. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) And Maggie is like, Bobby, that's not how you use the word slut. She's being more of a bitch, actually. Uh, <laughs> Slut is a woman who's sexually promiscuous. It's, it's a very cute little dynamic happening. At that point, everybody's kind of laughing, but Tony <clears throat> Shalhoub trips and spills his coffee on himself, and he's like, God damn it! And, like, gets really very mad, and everyone kind of, like, gets really quiet. And he's like, how many times have I told you, Bobby, to not leave your scooter, like, in the walkway? And Shannon Elizabeth is like, well, if we had a bigger place, this wouldn't happen. And Monk is like, this don't is you the best see the billboard outside with their mile my bills? Yeah. He's like, there's a fucking billboard telling me that I have no money. So this is what we can afford. So then we get a knock at the door and everyone kind of looks at Monk and he's like, I don't know who it is. Like basically being like our creditors here. Oh, again. No. And Shannon Elizabeth is like, I thought you cleaned up our credit. And he's like, I don't think that's what this is. So they open the door and it's a lawyery looking dude. And he's like, I'm a lawyer. I'm here on behalf of your uncle Cyrus's estate. Oh, shit. And the kids are like, who the fuck's Uncle Cyrus? And uh, Monk is like, I only met him once as a kid. He was not popular in the family. Dad said he actually squandered the family fortune. Mm. And Shannon Elizabeth is like, we have a family fortune. (laughs) And he's like, I just said no. (laughs) So the lawyer then like sits down and like pulls up a laptop from 2001 and plays a video. And it's a video of Cyrus. He's like in the center of the screen. And he's like, uh, you know, hello, I'm your uncle Cyrus. And he's like, I'm sorry I didn't know you better in life, but here's my house. It was the fruit of my life, and uh, it's yours now. And they're like, what? We want and the like, house. And, like, as he's talking, we're seeing, like, basically, like, a video tour of the house. Like, pictures, mm. like a slideshow of the house. And Shannon Elizabeth is like, bathrooms! There's so many bathrooms. (laughs) Very excited about the bathrooms. So the video's over, and the lawyer is like, okay, like, there you go. I delivered my message, and here's a key. But it's like a big, weird key. Like, again, it's very steampunk vibes. Like, it's a key, but also just, like, a little bit more geary. Gears. (laughs) Okay. And he's like, the house is... The house is now yours. Here it is. Shannon Elizabeth is like, when can we go? And the lawyer is like, well, you and your wife and kids can go. And Maggie's like, no, 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 no. I'm not the wife. I'm just the nanny. I'm not the wife. <laughs> and little Bobby is like, our mom got burned up in a fire. And everyone's <laughs> like, Bobby, Bobby. And he's like, what? It's true. And I'm like, you're not wrong, kid. Like, I don't know. I 
I'm all for like letting kids just speak about death the way they need to speak about death. Clearly, this is how he's processing it. So the lawyer's like, y'all can go to the house today. He's like, it's in a place called Willow Grove. But he's like, I have to warn you, it's like very off the beaten path. Your uncle really liked his privacy. But if you want, we can go right now. We can go today. Question one, what do you do? What do they do? They're going to go. I mean, I'm going to go too. I want to see my new house. One point for them. Well, shit. I have no reason not to go, though. I hear you. But you chose poorly. (laughs) So now we cut to them driving. Maggie and the kid, Bobby, are in the back, and they're, like, reading words about death. He's trying to pronounce suffocating, and it's very cute. So wait, how old is he? He's, like, 12, 10, 11, 12. Not all kids are good readers. Someone who hangs out. (laughs) Someone who hangs out with 12-year-olds. Decapitating, suffocating. They can't do it. Some of them can't do it. Um, Kim? Please don't get me started on America's educational system. I can't do this right now. But I'm telling you. <laughs> Just like the voice you're using, the the vibe you're using, the spelling, the words. Yeah. They all make him seem a lot younger. That's all I'm saying. Well, now you're making me. I don't know ages, but like 12 seems like I could read. And I don't sound well, like a, this. I can't do your voice. A, <laughs> a, I'm telling you that 12-year-olds can't read. B, I'm also telling you the boys mature significantly slower than girls. So I got some fucking teenage girls in one class, and I got some fucking toddlers in the same one. And it just <laughs> depends on their gender. Um, but no, he's like, let's call him nine. Let's say he's nine. Okay. So they're in the back. Shannon Elizabeth is so excited. And she's just like, mom would have freaked out over this. And Monk is like, looks like things are starting to get better. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) So now we cut to the woman from the truck graveyard. And she is like harried in an office with lots of artifacts and old books and clippings about death. And like, you know, the sort of bill, bullet, bulletin board. The what? What is happening? Bulletin board with like the red yarn <laughs> yeah. and stuff. You the know, with How? the red yarn. Yeah. What the That's fuck? That's when you've got right. a big <laughs> investigation a big case going to on. Yeah, um, and the lady who was like a magic lady that he was making fun of. Mm-hmm. In the okay. in yeah, and then she was sad because because her partner died. Okay. Yeah. And so we just kind of see her like in this space where she's like getting her things together, right? In a very sort of just harried way. And we see her like putting quicksilver flares into a bag. And we see her putting these like uh, old timey reels, you know, where it's like, here's a movie or a recording for you to listen to. And it's this big. Um, And it says on the front, like containment spells. Containment spells. And then we see on her bulletin board is like a newspaper clipping announcing Cyrus's death. So (laughs) (laughs) announcing (laughs) Cyrus's death. 
actually, you can put my fucking obit on a billboard, a bill bulletin billboard. You can put my <laughs> obit on a, on a billboard. That'll be fun. Ketrin's dead. That'll be fun. All right. Um. So now we cut to our family pulling up to the house. The house is completely transparent, save a few panels. Transparent? That are, How am I going to walk around naked? I ask you. Also, they ask. Rude. So it's like, but it's like a very like square house and it's like all made of glass, but then there'll be like, you know, a puzzle piece that's not. And then like over here, a puzzle piece that's not. Like it looks like it all kind of like, moves and fits together like a big giant house puzzle but like it's just standing there interesting and we see that they're scrawling all over the walls which we recognize from the cube in the beginning that had frosted scrawling latin words uh, all over it okay then so they're walking up to the house and all of a sudden an electricity guy comes up in his orange jumpsuit and a flashlight with electricity electricity guy stuff on and he's like hey i gotta check out the breakers and then he turns it's Stu. it's fucking matthew lillard hi Stu. and we're all like we know you guy and he goes up to the lawyer and he's like i gotta check the breakers and the lawyer's like can you come back tomorrow and he's like this house is cutting out the power to like 5,000 other houses. So, like, no, I can't come back tomorrow. And Arthur is just like, sure, man. Like, you can come in. It's fine. And the lawyer is just like, harumph Mm. about it. So Arthur takes the the steampunk key and he sticks it into a slot in the quote-unquote door of the house. Mm -hmm. And it just goes in and nothing happens. Like, the house, like, sucks the key in, but then, like, nothing happens. But we see inside the house when this happens that some weird steampunk pendulum starts to swing. And we're like, excuse me? And then they're just kind of standing there and they're like, Dad, you broke it. You broke the house. And he's like, I just (laughs) stuck the key in. But then all the lights start coming on inside the house, which we can see. Because it's made of glass. Mm -hmm. They all like look in and they're like, not big on privacy, I guess. Which is funny. Because one of the lines that the lawyer said in the beginning as they're going up to the house is, your uncle was big on privacy. Yeah, it's like out in the middle of nowhere. He enjoyed his privacy. Yeah, just caught that. And Shannon Elizabeth is like, I'm adding it to my billboard yarning. Yeah, you should. And Mm. bullet, no, bill. Oh, no, because the joke is. (laughs) <laughs> i don't know those two words <laughs> here i am I making fun of this 12 year old for not <laughs> knowing not knowing what decapitation and suffocating is and Ketrin doesn't know the difference between billboard and bulletin board i'm gonna just go ahead and say it i don't know the difference <laughs> i don't know them. <laughs> they're interchangeable to me all right <laughs> Hopefully this won't come up anymore. So <laughs> Shannon Elizabeth is like obsessed with these bathrooms. She's like, well, I hope the bathrooms have walls. Like, right. You know, 
And or no, I think she says, I hope the bathrooms are in the basement. And I'm like, well, I can just look down through the floor. But whatever. I won't tell her that. And we see inside the house that there's a giant, huge, like 30 foot by 30 foot circle on the floor. That's like 12, 12 circles within each other. So like circle, 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 getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And one circle in the very center starts turning. Thirteen circles, if you will. Yeah. And all of the circles have multiple symbols on them. Okay. Okay. So, and if you were to, like, put all of the circles in a certain order, all of the symbols would line up down all the circles. Okay. Yeah, I got it. I got it. Yeah. At this point... The door now finally opens for our family. But it kind of like opens like a Taco Bell window in a bad neighborhood where it's like you open the front. I put my money in. The front closes. Then the person on the other side opens it and gets it. Right. Right. So it's like they go in and then it closes behind them and then it opens to the rest of the house. like an entryway. But okay, Yeah. So it's like a Taco Bell window in a bad neighborhood that's what it is and all these they go in and like just crazy artifacts everywhere any type of old-timey artifact you can think of is in here all very sort of steampunky vibes and arthur identifies that all of the windows and walls and everything are scrawled with latin just everywhere and uh Maggie comes in and she's like, I'm just reiterating that I don't do windows. I don't clean windows. (laughs) And Bobby, of course, like immediately finds a samurai sword. And and dad is like, don't. Shannon Elizabeth clocks all of these artifacts in the house. And she's like, this stuff is worth a fortune. Mm. Question two, what do you decide to do? What do they decide to do? Do we both decide to sell the stuff so we can pay our bills boards? Bills boards? Uh Uh-huh. Is that you or them? Hand in hand. One point. You get a point for uh, grabbing as much as you can, getting out of there, and selling some shit. Just having a big old yard sale. That's right. Stu is now walking around by himself as the electrician electrician, and he's talking to himself and he's just like looking around at all the like glass and the scrawled Latin and he's just like, Cyrus, you crazy son of a bitch. What did you do? The family now comes to the room with the big circles. So Stu is kind of off by himself looking for the breakers. And the family and the lawyer all together. And they come to the room with the big circles. The smallest one in the center is spinning. And uh, Stu then comes into this room and says to the lawyer, can you show me where the basement is? And he's like, the sooner I get out of here, the better. And the lawyer is like, it's down this hallway, make a left and a right and an up and a down and a whatever. The dad is then like, okay, kids, stay right fucking here. 
in this circle room. Do not move. I got to go sign some papers with the lawyer. Question three, what do you do and what do the kids do? I think they're going to go investigate, obviously. And um, I'm a rule follower, so I'll stay in this room. Mm, Double ding. Way to follow the rules, Ms. Burns. (laughs) So literally as soon as Monk leaves the room, they're like, let's go. And I'm like, Maggie, you are paid to follow the rules. Like, you are not one of the children. I keep forgetting, yeah, that she's even there. Yeah. Honestly, nice lady, terrible nanny. (laughs) She's paid to follow the rules and cook. She doesn't either. So now we cut to Stu in the basement. And there are a bunch of transparent cells that look very similar to the cube in the begin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Stu's kind of talking to himself, and he's like, where'd you hide the money, Cyrus? And then he gets a flash! Yeah. And he, like, holds his head and, like, the back of his head, and he, like, drops all of his stuff. And we can tell that he's, like, getting a flash of something. He's like, what the hell was that? And then he puts a pair of glasses on mm-hmm. and looks around more closely and is like, oh, no. Back with Arthur and the lawyer. And Arthur is like, was my uncle a hunter? And Because he like sees some sort of gun type thing. And the lawyer is like, he was a collector of many things. And then gives like a weird smile. Stu's in the basement. We're going to f- go back and forth. There's a lot of like, here's what's happening here. Now here's what's happening here. Here's what's happening here. Now here. Now here. Now mm-hmm. here. So you got to just stay on your toes. Burns, we're going to fly all over this house. All right, okay. We're also going to use slow motion a lot. A lot of slow motion. They loved it. So (laughs) it was a new feature in 2001. Yeah. Which chalice did I drink from, everyone? (laughs) We don't know. So (laughs) So, Uh, Stu was in the basement seeing flashes of creepy things and a headache. Dad's with the lawyer and he's like, I didn't want to bring this up before, but... Cut back to Stu freaking out his head and all that kind of stuff. Uh, cut back to dad. I'm just a math teacher, but I also know that, like, yeah, like, my uncle gave me this house, but, like, the taxes alone on this place, I can't fucking afford. Like, there's no goddamn way. And he's like, I have nothing. Like, a fire took everything. I have an entire billboard of past due notices. It's bad. Good job. Okay, because I made the job. joke. I was yeah. going for the joke. You did okay, it. Okay, great. Awesome. There's 50-50, guys. <laughs> and the lawyer is like, let me stop you right there. Cyrus took care of all of that. Your family never has to worry ever again. Oh, thanks, Uncle Capes Kane. Cape Kane. Back with Stu in the basement, and he literally f- falls down in pain now. And he puts his glasses back on and looks around, and... He's, like, just kind of looking around, but, like, covering his eye. Like, he's getting, like, a, it's like he's like, getting shot in the head over and over again. Ouch. And then he looks up, and there's torn up bat ghost. Oh, let me, I know, let me explain. <laughs> As I wrote it, I said this could require explanation. It's a ghost of a dude who appears to be torn up as if by a beast of some kind, 
but his weapon of choice is a baseball bat. Oh, I was thinking flying bat, and I was like, is, torn up bat ghost. So it was like is, a little ghosty or a little which bat, is pretty cool, with like ripped up wings. Yeah, which, which would is be very different than what it actually is. Yes. Yeah. So um, it's a guy, like yeah. a man, but a ghost. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who's ripped up a little bit holding a baseball bat. Okay. Yeah. Um, yours is infinitely cooler, but that's neither here nor there. And then he kind of like turns away from Batman and he sees old lady ghost. Ah. And old lady ghost is like in stocks. Oh, right? no. You know, with these things. We're, well, that's know. a bummer to be a ghost, but you're in stocks. Like This whole ghost. Yeah. I hate Wall this, Street. Yeah, this whole Zing. ghost. <laughs> <laughs> um, She's no. cracking jokes, everybody. To be stuck in like a little, to be locked up as a ghost forever. No, this, this whole ghost lore of this universe is a real bummer. And we haven't even gotten to it yet. Oh, no. um, and then he like turns away from stocks, stocks lady and then we see giant fat baby man ghost. Okay. So it's like a giant fat man who's also a but is a baby, baby. Okay. but shouldn't be a baby. But he's in diapers and he doesn't eat very well and also kind of barfs all over himself. Okay. And that's who he is. And his mom is a teeny tiny little lady who's a very teeny tiny little person who's also old. It's a whole. Okay. These two are not doing great, okay? And they're okay. intertwined ghosts. I'm intrigued okay. about these ghosts. Were they once people? Like, who were these? What were the lives of these people? Were they just like demon ghosts somehow that were never people? They are ghosts of human people. Fascinating. Yes, that's all I'll say. Then he turns from... Big barf baby ghost and mom, and we see nail head ghost. Now, by nail head, I don't mean deet, 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 nails. I mean nails, like I'm going to nail a railroad track into the ground type of nails, and they're all over his body. They're Just nailed in, in him, nailed into him, in him. his body, nailed wow. into all over him, and he like carries around a big hammer. Okay. Then we see, then he turns away from nail head ghost and we see cage head ghost. And it's literally like a woman whose head is in a cage. In a cage. Okay. Got it. And she's displeased. They're all displeased. I would be too. These all sound like uh, their afterlives suck. Yeah. They're all very unhappy about their plot in the And these people are in in the cube thingies? Yes. They're like locked inside basically. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And they're all like separate except yes. for mom and baby. Correct. Mom and baby are together. Oh, nice. Everybody else has their own cube. Okay. So now we see Bobby upstairs scooting around on a scooter with Shannon, Elizabeth, and Maggie. Now we go back to the lawyer who tells Arthur, sign these papers. Before he can sign, Stu comes rushing in and he's like, we have to talk. I'm not the electricity guy. I'm another guy. I have information. We need to deal with this. Arthur is like, what's the deal with the breakers? And he's like, I'm not a breakers guy. I'm not an electricity guy. My name is Dennis Rafkin, a.k.a. Stu from Scream. 
Wasn't and his name Breaker, though? Someone was named Breaker in this. The ghost. The ghost was named Breaker. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So I think the writers were trying to do something cute. Okay. <laughs> okay. They were trying to be cute because they said the word Breaker a lot. I was like, I've never heard an electrician use that word as much as this electrician apparently is. <laughs> uh, uh, in all of my conversations with professional electricians. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> many. Many. Yeah. <laughs> so he comes in and the lawyer's like, don't listen to this guy. He's been harassing my office ever since your uncle died. And Stu is like, no, listen, I used to hunt with your uncle. I used to hunt, you know displaced spirits you get my drift and arthur's like i do not <laughs> and he's like wraiths you get my drift and monk is like again i do not wraiths. and then he's like do you know what i'm talking about and arthur's like no and he's like ghosts <laughs> i'm talking about ghosts and arthur says goats and Stu is like ghosts they had a real bees beads moment there. They had a real bees beads moment <laughs> for sure. And Stu was like, listen to me. Wraiths. That's a good word. I fucking love that word. I like that word. I, I need to it. use that more. To describe someone as a wraith, it just conjures up so many images of things. Yeah. I, I mean, I it. need to look up the technical dictionary definition first, but otherwise. I'll post like more to it. Thanks. Let's do it. I want to learn about wraiths. So now we're back with Maggie and Bobby, and they're racing around the house on the scooter. It's a great scooter house. There's lots of corridors, sure. flat surfaces, big house, great scooter, scooter space. Great scooter space. So now, Stu, we're back with Stu, and he just keeps describing ghosts. Like what ghosts are mm -hmm. and as if that's the problem. And they're just kind of laughing. And Stu was like, listen, I'll explain everything as soon as you get you and your children out of this house. Back with Maggie and Bobby and they find a room of toys. And uh, Bobby is like, this is my room. Because I'm a 12 year old. Like 12 year olds are like, fuck toys. It's interesting. The more time I spend with children on a daily basis, the less clear I am about how old they are. <laughs> Fascinating. I literally spend time with a spectrum of ages, and I'm less clear about how old this child is. Wow. Ages, am I right? Right, right. The, the age-old question. Yeah. Zing. Uh... Shannon Elizabeth finds her bedroom, and it's a very, like, luxurious Victorian silk bedroom type mm -hmm. of situation. And she slow-mo falls onto the bed. And that's where I first wrote, they love their slow-mo in this movie. <laughs> Sir and now we're back with Stu and the lawyer and Arthur. And Stu is like, Cyrus has containment cubes all over the basement. And he's like, I would not stay here. And this is when the lawyer's like, this guy's been harassing our office since your uncle died. Next thing you know, he's going to say your uncle owed him money. And Stu's like, he did owe me money. <laughs> and the lawyer's like, see? So now we're back with Maggie, 
who puts on a pair of the glasses that she found in the toy bedroom. Oh. And Bobby is like, I want to try them on. Cut back to Stu with Arthur and the lawyer. And Stu is like, get your ass out of the big glass house and get your children out too. At that point, he has a flash of something and he falls to the ground. So Arthur goes over to be like, you okay, man? And he touches him and we see that Stu has a flash of Monk Arthur's life, of his wife dying, Mm. of like all of that. And it's like really fucking up Stu's head. And he's like, don't, just don't touch me. Don't touch me. Back with Shannon Elizabeth, and she finds a bathroom. (laughs) She's very excited. Here's how they did the bathrooms. Not fully transparent. It's that glass where it's like a bunch of consecutive cubes that are very deep glass. So it's like you light passes through it, but you can't see through it. So I was like, nice job, bathroom makers in a transparent glass house and she's just like props to the bathroom cut back to Stu on the ground trying to recover and arthur over him and (laughs) this is a comment about matthew lillard as an actor mad respect he's a very spittily fellow he's a very spitty kind of sir right (laughs) and he doesn't try to hide it you know it's who he is you know in scream i'm like there's a lot of Spittle. Now that you say it. Yeah. yeah. And there's a lot of spittle here too. He's in a he's in a heightened state of of distress. And that might make a spittily person just sort of drool yeah, onto he gets the ground. Stabbed and scream, spoiler alert. And um he really Yeah. Really he's real spittily. Fills his, fills his mouth there. Yeah, and he does he doesn't well, say, Hey, can we do another take of that? Because it's a little blood spittily in that one though, too. So it's a little different. Yeah. But this one this one is just spittily spittle. And he kind of recovers, like kind of gets up and he's like, where's the suit? Referring to the lawyer who is gone from the room. Cut to the lawyer. And he has found the basement of cubes. And by himself, he just kind of was like, looks like this is my chance to just duck out of the room real quick. So he goes down to the basement and he puts on a pair of glasses and he walks past bat guy and he just kind of is like what are you staring at just like being a oh, dick acknowledging who he is so he knows this none of this is shocking to him oh exactly okay, okay, okay yeah okay, okay and then he walks past another cube and we see like a little kid from like the 1950s who's definitely like seven that one i'm pretty sure about and he's wearing sort of like a native american feather and then has an arrow through his mm-hmm. head and he is a creepy crap bag in death and was clearly a creepy crap bag in life. Sure. I am sure of it. Sure. And he's like, hey, kiddo, just being a dick. And then he passes uh, a boob ghost who is just a naked woman whose cube is covered in blood, as is she. And she's got a lot of, like, slash marks across her. And she's just, like, carrying a knife as if she slashed, slashed herself. But she's totally naked. Okay. And lawyer walks by and he's like, nice tits. Ew. You need representation. Oh 
I'm about to cut your dick off. Yeah. Lawyer. He's the worst. And he comes to the end of a hallway and he kind of kneels down and he like pushes a secret button that's clearly hidden. So you had to have known that it was there. Mm-hmm. The door opens to this other room and he walks straight over to like a black doctor bag, basically, like an old timey doctor bag. And he lifts it up and he puts it on a chair. We see that when he lifts it up, it was weighting down some levers. So when he picks the bag up, the levers go up. But he doesn't notice. So from Indiana Jones. I'm watching Indiana Jones. (laughs) And so it trips something. Lawyer doesn't notice because he's looking at all the money inside, just a ton of cash. And then we see in another part of the house that a whole bunch of machinations start moving. Some- oh, so he knew there was money in this bag, but he it doesn't look like he knew that moving the bag meant things got triggered. Correct. Exactly. Okay. And then we see in the circle room – that the most center circle had been spinning, now the next circle is spinning. And the house from the outside starts puzzle piecing, closing up. Well, this is just one big booby trap house. Like in Indiana Jones! Jones. So it's like kind of closing, but then like another part will open. Like it just kind of looks like it's just sort of moving all over the place. We cut to Stu and Arthur, and Stu sees that things are moving, and he's like, it's time to leave. And Arthur's like, well, we got to go get the kids and Maggie. Cut back to the lawyer in the basement. A machination starts happening, and a door opens, and we see that it was the door to Boob Ghost. So she walks out of her cube. Uh Uh-oh. And starts coming towards the lawyer. Oh. And he's like, hey, I was just kidding. Like, <laughs> Do you want to talk about my tits now? <laughs> and and she, he's like, I was just kidding. Like, no big deal. And she's just like walking towards him. And we see that like more doors are like starting to be like bloop, bloop, like triggered. And he's like kind of backing up trying to get away from her. And then sliced. Two doors close together and literally slice him down the middle so perfectly that he's literally still alive. And the front part of him slides down the glass door and leaves the back side of him like still there. Oh, that's cool. And then the back side slides down the door. It was very cool. Okay, yeah, and so it's like, ew, gross, and boob ghost is just kind of like, eh, and just boobs away. Back with Arthur and Stu, and they're now looking for the kids, and they go into the circle room, and Monk is like, my kids left, I told them to stay here, and Stu's like, they're kids, what did you expect? And Arthur's like, yeah, thanks, Dr. Phil. It's like, good line, nice one, bud. Um, also, has Dr. Phil been around since, since 2001? I'm not post-morteming this. <laughs> I'll post-mortem it. It's fine. I'll do it. I think he's been around a while. I think he was almost, like, more popular. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know. Is, like, Dr. Phil still popular now? But, like, wasn't he, like, yeah. super big and exciting maybe around that time? 
I guess 2001 just seems so long ago, but all right. So here we go. So now we're with Shannon Elizabeth in the bathroom and there are glasses on the sink and this poor girl. This is where I felt for Shannon Elizabeth as an actress. By the way, I feel like Shannon Elizabeth got kind of a bad rap in the early 2000s where it was like she was only cast to be boobs and Mm -hmm. to be hot. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I think that there is an assumption that she's not a great actress. But, like, she – now, was she given, like, an Oscar performance here? No. But, like, she's perfectly charismatic and delightful to watch. Like, she's – She's perfectly watchable. So I feel like she got a bad rap. So I guess what I'm saying is I'm starting a Shannon Elizabeth fan club. Let's do it. I'll join. Yeah. Um, But the poor girl. So like her hair as an actor, she styled with her hair in a low ponytail. Right. Mm -hmm. But then to make it look, quote unquote, messy, they pull these two little tendrils out right here. Just, you know, Mm -hmm. six wisp, six strands of hair on either side type of thing. But I know that makeup was like, we need you to be like fixing your hair and makeup in the mirror. But like, we can't actually have you fixing your hair and makeup in the mirror right. for continuity. So she literally so just for just playing with 12 tendrils of hair for 12 minutes, Kim, for 12 <laughs> fucking minutes. She's just smoothing out 12 tendrils of hair. And I was like, this poor girl. And as she's smoothing out her 12 tendrils of hair the boob ghost comes up behind her and is just admiring her in the mirror. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just like, you're so beautiful. I was tortured by beauty in some way in my past life, I'm sure, or something. I don't know. And Shannon Elizabeth doesn't see her because she has no glasses on. We then see that the fourth consecutive circle starts moving in the center of the machine. We now see that the whole circle thing is being powered by a giant gear machine in the center of the house that's like i mean one million hot dogs big oh no it's a huge machine floor to ceiling type of machine and all the walls start moving and closing again in a new way back with shannon elizabeth she pulls back the curtain of the really great tub that you would have loved, Kim. It's one of those like ball and claw tubs, real deep. Mm, pulls the back the curtain. Yeah. And we see that bloody boob ghost is in the tub, in a tub of blood, just kind of, you know, doing her best, Kim Burns. Taking a bloodbath. Hanging bath. out in the tub, just taking a bloodbath for sure. I do it all and the time. And just kind of like, just in the blood of virgins. Yeah. Yes. That's why Kim looks so young and vibrant all the time. That's true. It's great for the skin. It really is. Um, and so Blood Boob Ghost is kind of looking at Shannon Elizabeth like, you're disturbing my bath. Like, like, she's not, like, she's like, I'm taking a bath here. Shannon Elizabeth is, but doesn't, you know, doesn't see her. So she turns on the water and is just like touching the water and splashing her face with it. And I ask you. (laughs) Yes. I've never. Listen. I've never bought a house. Okay. I have moved into many apartments. And I will say one of the first things I check is the water pressure for the shower. Sure. 
for sure. I personally have never bathed my face in the water upwards of a dozen times. (laughs) Sure. But is that just me? Am I supposed to be doing that? Or is that a strange practice? You know, as a queen of baths, Mm -hmm. bubbles, and blood, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I must say that without being in said bath, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I have never splashed the water on my face. Nor have I. I do put soap on my face or blood, you know, whatever's day it is. Yeah. Um, and then use the wa- turn on the water and put some clean water on my face to wash it off, sure. But right. not just standing over it, no. Yeah. I mean, yeah. to be fair, it'd be more weird to me right now if she turned on the bath and, like, filled it up. Because, like, they're just, like, here <sighs> to, like, check out the house, right? Like, if she, like, turned on the bathtub yeah. and got into it, which is where I thought you were going, I was like, that's insane like that's bonkers but uh, i can't say that that wasn't her intention she turned the faucet of that bathtub on kim and i don't know what her goal was you know because she's interrupted which we'll get to in a moment but what she did do was splash her face upwards of a dozen times which made the audience uncomfortable because shannon elizabeth is splashing her face with water Oh, but, but we're we seeing see. blood. Oh, right. So that's why she's doing it then. Right. Which is a cool look, but like weird. Yeah. Um, And uh, blood boobs is just like, ma'am, I'm taking a bath. Rude. <laughs> Very rude. And um, so... We now see like an aerial view of the bathroom and it's not just the bathtub that's filled with blood. The whole bathroom is just like sprayed with ghost blood. Oh, man. And scrawled on the floor, it says, I'm sorry. (gasps) Oh, no. Yeah. And so. Do we think that's how boobs died? I think it's how boobs died. But here's what I will tell you. I would watch. A series of 12 movies where each segment of this anthology was about the lives the backstory and of, of 13 each of these ghosts. I think I've seen people post that in horror groups before. Yeah. I've seen that where people are like, let's get a fucking, let's get some spinoffs going. Let's get a fucking series going on these 13 ghosts and their stories. Yeah, because every fucking ghost, I was like, what's your story, man? What's your deal? Um, Spoiler alert, we learned none of them. So sorry. Um, Yeah. But that means the market is fresh for us to write it. Let's do it. Copyright, copyright. Copyright, copyright. I wonder if the other version explains more. I know. I'll have to find out. Yeah. Maybe I'll I'll watch it to postmortem that because I'm very curious. Um, Because this was, well, we still don't know what chalice I drank out of, but. You may be picking up on it. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know why you'd even give the the tail if it was <laughs> if it was a certain one. <laughs> like why would it... No, maybe this was great. Maybe I chose wisely. But if we'll you did out. choose wisely, you would never have told it that 
told in that story. <laughs> <laughs> I would never have told in the story. So the story of Indiana J. Yeah. So Shannon Elizabeth splashing her face with blood boobs, and then uh, Arthur finds her. Monk is like, "Come on, let's go." And he's like, "Where the fuck is Bobby? Like, you're supposed Bobby. to be watching. You're supposed to be watching a toddler to teenager aged Bobby." And Shannon Elizabeth is like, "Bobby's with Maggie." Maggie. That's her job. That's her fucking job. <laughs> Maggie fucking shows up behind Arthur and she's like, was with Maggie. Sorry. And I'm like, you're a Maggie. terrible nanny. You're a terrible nanny. Like an awful nanny. And Arthur's pissed. And he's like, what do I pay you for? And I'm like, I don't know at this point to be his friend. I don't know. Are you paying for friends for your kids? Because that's what it seems like. And we're now back with Bobby. Bobby's scooting around and he hears a voice calling him down a set of stairs. His name? Calling his name? Bobby. Mm. Come play with us, Bobby. Then we hear a second ghost voice that says, don't go down there, Bobby. Don't follow her. So we have two dueling ghost voices in a little boy's head. One telling him to go down the stairs, one telling him to not. What do you do, and what does Bobby do? Well, I think Bobby cannot contain his curiosity, so I will say that he goes. Okay. Um, I'm no dummy. I don't need to go down the basement. I don't need to ever go down the basement. I could live in this house for years and never go down the yeah. basement. Double Be ding, okay. bitch. Yeah. Your house has a basement? Doesn't matter to you because nope. you're not going down there. Nope. You may cement as well just up. Yep, just dump a bunch of cement in that basement. Um, nothing good. Okay. down in a basement. Just scary shit. Not a thing. Not a thing. I used to run up the steps of my basement as a kid. Like I was so just like this. The stairs of a basement are so scary. Oh no, a thousand percent, a thousand percent. And then I actually found out in my parents' current house. My dad still sometimes runs up this the basement stairs. So scary? They're so scary. They're so scary. That's why anyone who's like, I'm not as scared of the dark. I'm like, yes, you are. <laughs> yes, you are. It is like, like a weird natural thing. You're definitely scared of the dark. I'm like, maybe not all darks, but there are darks out there that you would make you fearful. Of. Yeah. Yeah. Because even no your basement is like a room. It's like into another like living room, basically. Correct. My basement yeah. was like a basement. Right. So, Super yeah, way scarier. Yours is like, yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, wow. I mean, it's got to be. I'm sure. I'm sure that it's a that it's an evolutionarily evolved. Evolutionarily evolved. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Billboard bulletin board. Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, thing where it's like, we can't see human brain. We have to get out Danger. of here. Right. Yeah. 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 That, that makes uh, sense. Like, we don't yeah. know what animals are here that could kill us. Right. And it's definitely because it definitely feels instinctual. Yeah. It doesn't feel, because you're right. My basement, a finished basement. I'm still running up the fucking stairs. Like, yeah, it's definitely it's coming. It's coming from my ancient ancestors of that lived in caves for sure. Yeah. I mean, mine is much more that 
someone's hand is going to reach out from under my bed at night, but when I go pee in the middle of the night, but. But that's also got to be evolutionary. Like, (laughs) there might be a fucking tiger paw that reaches out. I mean, I don't want any type of hand reaching out from under my bed. I don't give a fuck what it's attached to. Yeah. Animal, human, ghost. Ghost, spirit, wraith. Doll. (laughs) Doll. Doll's (laughs) the biggest nightmare, am I right? That That was a bad one. So now we cut to Arthur, who says to Maggie and Shannon Elizabeth, I will go find Bobby. You two go wait in the car. Okay? Yeah. But they can't because the house is all closed up. So he tries to get them to the outside part and it's won't open. So Arthur takes like a chair and tries to smash it on the glass and the chair just shatters into pieces. Well, that's not fucking good. They are stuck in a glass house. Oopsie daisies. Made of puzzles. Yes, made of puzzles and much like a Taco Bell drive through window in a bad neighborhood also made of impenetrable glass, it appears. Yeah, bulletproof. Because nothing is breaking. Yeah. Hold that thought. Stu gives us another term for it that is not bulletproof. We will learn in a moment. Stu is sitting in a chair, all dejected, and is just kind of like, it's sealed up, dude. Like, just kind of in that <laughs> fuck he's my like, life kind of face. And he's like, yeah, and he's like holding his pills like to his temple. And Arthur is like, what do you mean sealed? And Stu is like, what part of the code are you trying to crack? I was like, zing, good line. Uh, Which chalice did I drink? Is this supposed to be a, this is going to sound rude. Is this supposed to be a horror comedy a little bit? Just because Tony Shalhoub and Matthew Lillard are both like funny and they seem to have some zingers and Maggie's a little quirky funny. It's not. Okay, just wondering. No, no, no. I think it's supposed to be saucy. Saucy. You know? You know how, like, early 2000s, late 90s, like, it was, like... a little sauce to them. Yeah, but they're not... They would never be put into... They're not Tucker and Dale. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I I see what you're saying. Yeah, they all had a little to it. Right. Um, Some... They were all, like, wearing jeans with skirts on tops and being like... (laughs) One... Thousand percent. One thousand percent. Yeah. And so Arthur is like, help me find my son. Stu is like, I'll stay here. And then Arthur like yells at him like, I'm not letting you out of my sight. This feels like it's all kind of your. If it's not your fault, you at least know what the fuck's going on. Mm -hmm. So like, Mm -hmm. you know, he's like yelling at him, braiding him. And Stu is finally like, "Okay, fine. Then, like, as they're leaving, Maggie walks out and is like, did the lawyer split? And I was like, because ah! he was literally split in half, but they don't know. Oh, breaker. Breaker, breaker. Got it. Breaker, breaker. Yeah. So now we see a huge machine in the center moving again. More circles in the center room start spinning. Bobby's in the basement with those glasses on that he found in the toy room. And we see a lever raise and another door cube open. And he's scooting around the basement with his glasses on, hearing the voices. And he's like, come on, guys, stop hiding. And 
we see someone, just the feet, sort of cross his path. But, like, he doesn't see it. Back with Shannon and Elizabeth, Maggie, Arthur, and Stu. They're the yelling for Bobby. Up. But he doesn't know what the glasses do. And, that, and the ghosts aren't always there. The ghosts are sort of, like, flashing in and out. So if you were to keep the glasses on the whole time, mm-hmm. you would see the ghosts whenever they were choosing to appear. But if they were not choosing to appear, there's nothing there. Interesting. Even with the glasses on. Well, that's a that's 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 stupid. <laughs> that's annoying and dumb. What the fuck is the point of the glasses then? Listen. I mean, I get that it's like half a point, but like, but why don't they just hide from me all the time then when they want to f- attack me or whatever the fuck? Because I think that these ghosts aren't interested in hiding or not hiding. I don't think that that's their jam. I think they don't really care if you see them or not kind of thing. But listen. Then why can't I just see them all the time? Yeah. I'm trying to explain something that (laughs) I'm not entirely sure. Someone explain to me why you can see them and not see them sometimes. Yeah. It's... um. Yeah, it's uh, I'm doing my best. That's all I'm going to say. So now we're back with Shannon, Elizabeth, Maggie, Arthur and Stu. They're yelling for Bobby. Stu has another great line and says, hey, Glass Family Robinson, you're wasting your breath. (laughs) Listen. (laughs) Listen, Stu was doing a great job. What happens the day that that script arrives? <laughs> and you read I don't, that line. I don't know. I mean, you cry and you go, "What chalice did I choose?" <laughs> <laughs> um. So this is where he explains what kind of glass it is. He says, "This is ecto glass. Oh, it's like plasma. Yeah." And he's like, "It's soundproof." So, like, you yelling, Bobby can't hear you, but then also ectoglass, meaning, like, ghosts can't bust through it. And he's like, and these are containment spells for ghosts, all oh, written all okay. over it. Uh... And he's like, ghosts have to obey spells, whether written or spoken. And everyone's kind of like, okay, ghosts. <laughs> um, now we're back with Bobby in the basement. And he's looking around with his glasses on and all of a sudden he sees ghost. (laughs) This ghost appears to be a prom queen that was hung and bound. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because we have sort of a thing around her neck. She's kind of like bent neck lady. And then her hands appear to be tied behind her back. Mm -hmm. And she kind of like pops out and it's just like, I'm a hung ghost. I'm scaring you. And Bobby freaks out. So now we're back with Stu and Maggie at all. And he's like, there's a bunch of containment cubes in the basement. So this is when he's explaining to the family what the deal is. And he's like, I'll prove it. Pulls out the glasses. And Maggie says, I gave a pair of those glasses to Bobby. Cut back to Bobby, who just got scared by hung prom queen ghost. And he kind of turns around and then he sees another ghost. It is a head. 
wrapped in plastic that's just like being a ghost head. And then he turns and the body of the ghost is crawling towards him, but it's got no legs. Ah. And it's basically just a torso on arms. It's a real bummer. Oh, no. That's a real bummer. Wrapped in saran wrap. What? And blood. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Tell me about your life. Yeah, Bobby. Right? What happened to you? So, back with the grown-ups. And Stu is like, he explains that the ghosts in the basement are locked away. We cut back to Bobby, who runs away from the torso ghost and bumps into glass. And his recorder and glasses fall off in slow motion. (laughs) His what and glasses fall off? He had his, so we didn't see this before, his recorder, remember he was like recording headlines in the very beginning? Oh, okay. He's got like a little like recorder with a microphone attached to it that he like carries around oh, with him okay, everywhere. Okay, okay, okay. We didn't see that until right now when it fell off of him, but that's what falls off. Okay. Back with the grownups, Arthur found an entrance to the basement. So like, so here's the thing. Yes, the house is made of glass, but there's so many hallways and rooms and doors and things that, like, I guess you, it's you can't just see everything in the house. Things might be blocking it, and like so many panes of glass. Yeah, and yeah. Things it written like on a, it. Like it's a, a little mirror distorted. Room, mirror, kinda. Kind of thing. Yeah, um, let's go with that. Doesn't anyone wonder where the lawyer went? I mean, I know she made that joke at one point, but, like, why would they think he just left? Like, weren't they talking to him? Like, I just. That's a good question. The meeting with him? I don't understand. It's a great question. They come together? Super great question. All good questions. Why don't we we wonder where he is? I mean, here's the one thing I can say. We did come in separate cars. Okay. Like, wouldn't he help us get out? Like, doesn't he know about the house? These are all just great questions, Kim. <laughs> Thank you. I love your question. <laughs> it's just I don't get it. I mean, I'm just living inside this and I'm confused why I'm not more yeah. inquisitive about that. Agreed. Anyway, so... <laughs> They find an entrance to the basement, and Stu is like, don't go down there. He's like, I told you there were ghosts down there, not a petting zoo. Question five. (laughs) Question five. What do you do? What does Arthur do? Well, golly. Golly gee willikers. I'm sticking with not going to basements ever for the rest of my life. Okay. I guess he goes. He's like, oh, whatever. Breaker, breaker. All right. I'm giving you two points. Here's the thing. Whether you go in the basement or not, you're in a bit of a shit show. Right? Right. Because our house is closed. Right. That being said, I don't think you gain anything from going into the basement at this moment. So that's where, that's why I'm giving you the point. Great. Arthur is like, no, I'm going down. Also, didn't you say they're all locked up in cages? And Stu was like, I did say that. Gosh, darn it. <laughs> so he's like, I'll make you a deal. Help me find my son and I'll pay you whatever Cyrus owed you. 
question six, what do you do? What does Stu do? Stu's like, fuck yeah. I am like, I think I know like the deal. So I think that I'm going to use all of my magic and powers of all the things and get the fuck out of here somehow. Double ding. Listen, I don't know how you're going to get out of here. I don't. But I know that trying to find these kids is not going to help you in that problem. Right. Um, Stu, to his credit, isn't like, fuck yeah, money. Like he's kind of like, ugh. He's like, what is this I feel? Mm. Yeah, he's like, is this a conscience I feel? (laughs) Is a appears to be what's happening. Oh, I see. So now good for him. I was like, fuck you and your kids. Goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. Listen. So (laughs) now we see another shot of another pendulum swinging and some machines. Back with Bobby on the ground, who's been knocked out by fear or glass or something. And he wakes up and he hears the voice saying, get out of the basement, telling him to put the glasses back on. So he does. And he sees mom ghost. (gasps) Mom is helping him. But she's all fucking burned up, Kim. Oh, my mom. IV bag. My mom. Your mom. (gasps) Oh, I thought it was big baby mom. Yeah. No, it's mom ghost. Your mom ghost. Oh, fuck. All burned. How'd she get here? Mom, what are you doing here? Yeah. And so she's like, says in his head, like she doesn't like mouth speak. Uh, uh. She says in his head, go up and find your father. Bobby turns. Cyrus ghost. Oh, no. Is here. Cut to. Grownups now in the basement. They've made it down to the basement. Everyone is very sweaty. Very sweaty place. No AC in a glass house. No AC in a glass house. We see Shannon Elizabeth walk past a torn up bat guy ghost. And he like hits the glass with his bat and we just see sparks. But she doesn't see anything. Glass doesn't break. And so now the basement we are led to believe is very big. Maze like. Many quarters and turns and flips and things, okay? okay? And again, we can't quite see through to everything. It's not quite as transparent as one would think a glass house would be. Um, Arthur is like, it's taking two – so it's four of them. So it's Maggie, Stu, Arthur, and Shannon Elizabeth. And he's like, it's taking too long. This place is too big. Question seven, what do you do and what do they do? Are they going to split up? I think they split up. I'm definitely not splitting up. That's stupid. I, like, no, we have to stay together. That's the only way that this makes sense. It's the, literally the so issue stupid. is already that people keep splitting off. That's already 1, the issue. One thousand. So why are we going to cause more of the issue? Why are we doing that? Yeah. Also, you have an expert in the group, right? Right. <laughs> So yeah, Arthur the rest is like, of you are just like, <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. And not even everyone in the group has glasses, so they're like, let's split up. 
Stu is like, no. I, he's like, I've been in horror movies. You don't split up. <laughs> I know the rules. Yeah. And Arthur is like, just go in a straight line and then meet back here in five. That's what he says. And he's like, don't touch anything. So now we go upstairs and we see a shot of six circles spinning now. And Stu's like the only circles. one with glasses. And Stu Bobby, is the only. But like in our group. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And do they know what the glasses do? Why wouldn't he show them? That's a great question. <laughs> I just like, love your question. That's like the way to tell them that like you're not a crazy person and what you're saying is real is like, no, we're already in the basement. So like put on the glasses and you can see that it's not yeah, a and petting I feel like, zoo. It's a yeah, and I, I feel like now is the time to jail. do it. Yeah. And on then they'll also agree with you to not split up. I think if they saw the ghost, they would be like, no, you're right. We should stick together. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> So, <laughs> so Maggie and Stu are going together. Shannon, Elizabeth, and Dad are going together. It's a poor choice. So we're with Maggie and Stu, and Maggie still doesn't believe him. So Stu says, "Put on the glasses. Put on my glasses. Oh, yeah, y- yeah. To all of you, though. To all of you. Yeah." Because the so, other two are just walking around the normal basement thinking they're looking for their family member. Yep. As Correct. If life is normal. Correct. So before Stu hands her the glasses, he notices that a bunch of the cubes are open. And he's like, what the fuck? Maggie puts on the glasses and sees nail head yeah. guy. And she's like, what? the fuck and Stu explains here's where we get a little bit of backstory and here's where I'm just like very sad for ghosts in this universe Stu explains that ghosts are everywhere most don't hurt us or want to but the ones who die a violent death are stuck in a torture realm well that's so it's not even horrible yeah so it's not even people that do Do bad bad things. things They just it's people happen that- to die an already horrible death and then they have a horrible afterlife. That's yeah, yeah, the worst thing I've ever heard. Right. So that's not fair at all. Maggie is like looking at Nail Guy and he's like pulling railroad spikes out of himself just ominously. Stu then puts the is like I want to see what you're seeing and so he puts the glasses back on and nail guy like jumps at him and Stu is just like I fucking hate when they do that like he's really mad and Maggie is like let's get out of here and when she does that she touches him and he's like don't touch me he then turns around and like gives the nail guy ghost the finger but then has a flash where he appears to die his own violent death. Oh. And he's like, what the bummer. fuck? So now we cut to Shannon Elizabeth. Elizabeth? Elizabeth? And dad 
not going in a straight line like dad said to do. People. Glass Family and Robinson. What are Glass you doing? Glass Family Robinson. Come Shannon on. And Shannon Elizabeth says, Dad, we're going to get lost. And Dad doesn't hear her because he has now found Bobby's glasses and the recorder on the ground. Okay. He plays the recorder, and it's a recording of Bobby screaming. Bummer. Yeah. Not great. Cut back to Maggie and Stu. Stu comes upon uh, one of the cubes, and it's got a symbol on it. And he's like, this symbol is for the jackal. Maggie's like, what the fuck's the jackal? And Stu says, it's a Charlie Manson ghost. That's what he says. It's not Charlie Manson. I think he's referring to, like, the amount of evilness of it is what he's saying. And he's like, if the jackal is out because it's one of the open cages, screw the kid. Oh. So he's like, this ghost is really going to fuck us up. Yeah. The jackal actually is a female ghost, which I was like... (laughs) Okay, feminism, that the most powerful ghost is a lady. The most powerful and scary ghost is a lady. Back with dad and Shan Elizabeth, and and she's like, we'll find him. And she says something about ghosts, and dad is like, stop with the ghosts. Because he's never put the glasses on, I guess. And he walks off. Now we see she did have a motherfucking pair of glasses that she got from the bathroom. So dad walks away. She puts the glasses on. Cage head ghost, ah. which I can tell you now is the jackal. Oh, oh fuck! And she's out. And she's Not out, like in a cage. No, oh, besides her head, but like correct. In a yeah. ghost cage. her head's in a cage, but not a ghost full body ghost cage. And Shannon Elizabeth is like, Wah! the ghost grabs her and throws her up against the wall, drags her and like has her up against the wall. And this is where I was like. Remember all Shannon Elizabeth was cast for her boobs for five years? Mm-hmm. So she slammed up against a wall and we just see this like quick cut of like the jackal slicing away at her, uh-huh. which is like very upsetting. But we get like one shot where it's like, let's slice her shirt open mm-hmm. and we just see some boob flesh. Now, we didn't see nipples, but I'm just like. Unnecessary. It's really unnecessary. We didn't need that. And it just, this is not me making a joke. This made me sad for Shannon Elizabeth because it's just like, you know how they had to set that shot up, you know? And it's just like, now we're going to get a shot of this. It's like, she knows what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And it just, it just bummed me out. So anyway, the jackal is slicing her. the child in this movie. Like, it's not about a bunch of like teens being the main people. It's like a family. So she's like the little kid. Yeah, yeah. Gross. Now listen, was it the most egregious boob I've ever seen in a horror movie? Absolutely, <laughs> Absolutely not. not. Yeah, it was. It was. It was half a boob. Half a boob, but yeah, but all I of those points. I, I know yeah. Um. So, boob slice. Dad is now pulling her by the legs, but like he doesn't see anything. So he's like, oh, "Why are you suspended right, in right, midair?" Right, 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 right. Now. Katinka comes in slow motion around the corner. Who's that again? With a quicksilver flare. Our chick from the very beginning, who had the quicksilver flares and oh. the, all the and the this and, and the this the and the this. Quicksilver flare. 
I'm glad you asked. I don't know. <laughs> you just said she had one. That's what they called it. Yeah, okay. It's like so it's um it's like uh if we were stranded on a boat and we have like something that looks like a stick of dynamite, right? Right. But the tip of it is kind of like sparkling like a 4th of July sparkler but oh, really bright. Oh, okay. I know what that is. But I don't know what quicksilver is. Like they're clearly ta- they're not saying like this flare, like they're saying quicksilver flare okay. as if that is a thing. And the quicksilver flare appears to have an effect on these ghosts oh. because she throws it and the jackal disappears for a second and releases Shannon Elizabeth. Okay. Okay. Kind of like so, silver and werewolves. Yes. Yeah. So now we cut to. I do want. Uh, did you write that down for a postmortem? I want to know what Quicksilver is. So now we cut to Stu and Maggie, and they've now been confronted with the kid ghost with the arrow through his head. Okay. And this is when Stu is like, it appears we found ourselves behind enemy lines. Like, this is where he's putting it all together, where it's like, these cages are opening up sequentially kind of thing and letting the ghosts out. Mm -hmm. Back to Katinka and Dad, and they are dragging Shannon Elizabeth by the feet through the hallway. The jackal has now reappeared and is chasing them, to which I said, hey, Shannon, why don't you make it a little bit easier on everybody and stand up and run with the group? (laughs) But they just are holding her legs, dragging her. That sounds like that would hurt. (laughs) I don't want anyone to drag me. Nor do I. Um, I'll take so it they from pu- here. It's okay. Exactly. So they pull her and a door closes her in. I don't know. There's doors and walls everywhere and separates them from the jackal. And there's spells on the door. So the jackal is just like, ah, let me in. Cut back to Stu and Maggie. Stu has glasses and tells her to go this way. So they're sharing a pair of glasses, right? Right. And he's like, go this way because the boob ghost is there. And she's arguing. And she's like, I don't see anything. And he's like, how do you not get how these glasses work? I'm the one who sees them. I see it. So I'm telling you, go this way. And so she goes. Back to Shannon Elizabeth, hugging dad. She's crying. So he looks at Katinka and he's like, who the hell are you and what was that? And she's like, I'm in the spirit reclamation business. I free trap souls. Trap, trap souls. Free trap souls. That's a cool business. Good for you. Yeah. Doing the. So that's where I was like, okay, maybe. Yeah. So I was like, maybe these souls that are like trapped in this torture realm, like, have been trapped here. Maybe they do have the option to go elsewhere if somebody finds them and sets them free or some shit. I don't know. So Shannon Elizabeth sees. The jackal again, scratching at the door, and she kind of like screams. And Katinka is like, "Give your dad the glasses so he can see what the fuck is up." Because Arthur, dad monk, is just like ghosts. <sighs> Despite the fact that your daughter was just sliced up and held in the air, but whatever. And she, so he puts the glasses on and he sees the jackal. Right. And Cyrus 
She now Katinka's like Cyrus had a habit of enslaving souls. I'm here to set them all free. And Arthur is like, how did you get in? And she's like, I slipped through an opening in the house when it was doing its whole puzzle piece thing. But I'm sure it's closed now is what she says. She's like, it's not going to open up again if it's closed or something. Or it's not, We're stuck in here or whatever. And then she pulls out a giant book and she's like, this is the Arcanum. And she's like, many died in the quest of this book, which was written in the 15th century. It was written by an astrologer named Basilius. And she descri- it describes the making of a machine that can see into the future and the past and all things. He wrote the instructions for the machine under demonic possession. And she's like, I can't believe Cyrus built it. So now we're seeing flashes of the machine things in the house uh-huh. as she's telling this. And she's like, we're in the middle of the machine. Mm-hmm. The house it's is the, the machine. machine. Got it. And she's like, it was designed by the devil and powered and it's powered by the dead. And Arthur is like, I don't give a shit about the machine. I just want my family out of here. Katinka is like, I came to set souls free. So if you want my help. You got to help me first. And Arthur's like, harumph, okay, turns around to be like, Shannon, Elizabeth, are you cool? She's gone. Disappeared. She's gone. Goodbye. She's gone. So they're like, so dad is now like, great, I fucking lost. Yeah, she's taking a bath. Um, He's like, fuck, I lost both my kids. And Katinka's like, we got to get out of here. And he's like, not without my kids. And then she's like, try telling him that. And it's the little creepy crap bag with the arrow in his head. And they're like, we got to get past him. And then they just walk past him. I don't know. He seems to be the least concerning of the ghosts. Mm -hmm. He seems to just be an ominous little shitty crap bag that doesn't appear to have uh, a ton of interest in murdering grownups. Yeah. So now we're back with Maggie and Stu. The house moves again. A staircase is revealed. They go to go up the staircase, but then a wall starts closing and she kind of like bumps into Stu to kind of be like, wow, like the wall is moving. It knocks his glasses off. She kind of scoots through the wall that's closing. He's stuck on the other side and he's like, the glasses, the glasses, the glasses. She grabs the glasses, but now he's stuck in a cube and she's on the other side of it. Mm. So we now see from the out. And now we see a shot of the house and it's totally sealed up. There's no windows. Okay. So Stu is stuck in a cube. Maggie's on the other side with glasses. House is sealed up. Back with Arthur. He's now found himself at another dead end. <laughs> and Katinka is like, there's a ghost behind that glass. And he's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, are we still do- are we still doing this? Like you saw... Whatever. So uh, I would have shown them the ghost so long ago. So we all stayed together. What's happening? Uh, so long ago. But like now Monk has like seen the ghost and he's still like, what do you mean? What's behind the glass? I'm like, we've done this. Like we don't we can move past this now. So now we're back with Stu and Maggie. Stu is stuck in the cube and he's stuck in the cube with that guy. Uh Oh, but he doesn't have the glasses. Um, Maggie does. Question eight. Oh, boy. What do you do? What do they do? This is a real double dare situation. 
Yeah. A real... What's, Mark Summers, what do we that, do? The Temple of Doom situation. I need my partner. Need my <sighs> partner. Wouldn't it have been great if I had had the name of the Legends of the Temple of Doom host is just like I had <laughs> yeah, Mark, Mark Summers? Summers. Damn it. That Fuck. guy. Apologies, everyone. A real purple monkey. Also, it's not called Legends of the Temple of Doom. Well, I don't know what it is. Something is the Legends, Legends of the, of the Fall. Legends of the Hidden Temple. Legends of the Fall is a very sad movie with Brad Pitt in it. That's not right either. <laughs> yes, Legends of the Hidden Temple. Thank you. I think um, hand in hand we're going to uh, – I don't know what our goal is except like avoid getting hit with a bat Like, because can I fight the bat guy? Can we touch them? I'm going to say no. So like – like, but you're stuck in there forever, question mark. So, like, how long does that go on? Uh, but You know what? I'm just going to tell you this because there's no way you could have known it. You have a limited amount of time that you need to not get hit by the bat. And then the door is going to open in just a moment. Well, I don't know how else. I don't know else, how else to set that up other than to just tell you that that's what's going to happen. I mean, this was going to be my answer regardless. I was just thinking it yeah. through where it was like, does this just go on forever, though? Um, yeah. Yeah, we're going to team teammate it where it's like i have the glasses so i have to tell you where he is and what he's doing and so you need to dodge and stuff it's it's the ultimate team building exercise nice job purple monkeys you made it out of the hidden temple silver snakes green purple parrots purple parrots wait what are the monkeys then let's post more to bed (laughs) can't wait I'll do Aren't a whole fucking postmortem on Legends of the Hidden Temple. They are. Magenta monkeys. Is it silver monkeys? No, it's silver snakes. It is silver snakes. But that's why I'm asking. And what are the other animals? Um, matching letters. I don't, I don't think it case. is. Well, great. I yeah. can't wait to find out. It's a great postmortem. All right. Let's be so, back That's a great idea. Uh so she's directing him where to go to avoid the bat. The door opens. He gets out. And he's like, great job, Silver Snakes. And other Halloween idea. I'm just going to start pitching you ideas. Yeah, We're great. We're all Matthew Lillards, but from different movies. I love it. That's fun. Because I also, like, legit love Matthew Lillard's outfit in screen. So, like, someone gets to be Stu. Someone gets to be this guy. Yeah. This guy, he's at one point wearing like kind of like a maroon velour suit. Maroon velour suit. Oh, I thought he was only in orange jumpsuit situation. He took took those off. He took those off. Oh, he's not in that now? Oh, yeah. He did a costume. He literally did a costume change. Good for him because I thought that's what he was wearing the whole time. Yeah. Um, Although that's probably, well, I was going to say that's easier to find, but I don't know. There's. There's some maroon velour suits out there. Some vintage stores don't, that I think you yeah, could. Uh, don't sleep on the maroon velour suits. What are the other Matthew Lillard power movie options? We'll have to look into Ooh, it. Uh, that p- cyberpunk one. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, I'm with you. It's <sighs> Everyone's called, screaming at the it's phone. It's called Hackers. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, then I wasn't with you. <laughs> oh, where were you? What movie were I you in? Something that has to do with punk. 
and it's like a couple letters and some numbers, I think. I could be way oh. off base. Matthew oh, I don't might know not where that is. It, but <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> SLC Punk. S- I don't even know that movie. Do you see why when you said that punk movie that I was with you I until do. you said Hackers and then I was I, not with you? <laughs> that, that is incredible. Yeah. <laughs> and I've literally like never he- I've never heard that or anything. Interesting. That's so Great. weird. Oh, no, sorry. So, <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> Your screen did move, though. <laughs> I All thought right. I almost was going to br- break something. <laughs> that was my uncontrolled reaction that was caught on tape. It's one of my favorite sounds you make, actually. It's so funny. Because <laughs> it's not a very, like, you're not like, ah! or anything you're like you're sort of just (laughs) (laughs) it's because it's it's just a uncontrolled sound that comes out of my body i know and i love it (laughs) oh i wish my sounds were more (laughs) dainty (laughs) i don't want them to be i don't want them to be yeah all right. <laughs> All right. So Stu got out of the Legends of the Hidden Temple. <laughs> and now, so now we're back with Katinka and Arthur. And she says, we have to get to the library where the strongest protection spells are. And it's above us. It's directly above us. Okay, and they see these sort of like it almost looks like elevator wires going up the wall. Okay. Okay. Am I supposed to climb them? What is this gym class? Because I'm not going to make it. Kim, it's Legends of the Hidden (laughs) Temple. (laughs) So now we're back. (laughs) This is where I fail. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god! If my life depended on me climbing a rope, I'd be like, "Goodbye." Yeah, it's nice knowing the earth. Give it a shot. I'd be like, "What yeah. else could I do before you just <laughs> anything what, else? Do I, what else can I do with my last minutes of life? Because I'm not. Yeah. It's not going to be trying to climb that rope that will eventually no. fail. Like, let me enjoy exactly. it at least. Yeah. Back with Maggie and Stu, they're trying to get around. They're they're not in the basement anymore. They're on the second floor. And Maggie's like, "Can I rely on you not to get me killed?" And he's like, "I guarantee nothing." back with Katinka and dad and she's climbing the fucking cables. Okay. She's climbing up the wall and she's now removing a panel of glass as if it's the ceiling. Yeah. Yeah. So this is where we learn that the panels in the house appear that some of the panels and walls can be removed. Okay. Great. Great. Yeah. So, but which ones? Right. Somebody asks for a flare. I guess Arthur probably asks her for a Quicksilver flare. But now we cut back to Stu and he finds himself dead ended at the end of the of the hallway is the little lady and the big barf baby. And they're just like standing there. Now, these two ghosts also seem like gross ghosts, but not necessarily murder ghosts. Mm They're just pretty gross, Um, but still scary. So then they run the opposite direction and 
see Katinka climbing up through the floor. They've now they've now intersected the groups. Cut to the machine machining again. Arthur is still down below, like waiting to climb up the elevator shaft, has glasses on, turns around and sees nail guy, nail head guy. His cage now opens and he's like, pull me up, pull me up, pull me up. Because I guess Arthur is like us. He's like, I'm not, I can't. <laughs> right. Let's use can't climb the system, shit. please. Yeah. And so she pulls him up and she's like, we have to go. So now it's, you know. Maggie, Arthur, Stu, and Katinka. Oh, so we're just, okay. We're all together now. But Maggie and Stu never saw Katinka appear. So they're like, who the fuck are you? Right. Yeah. Okay. And so Katinka's like, we have to go down the hall, make a left, and then a right. Katinka don't know each other from previous, from the past. They do, but they don't say anything to each other in this exact moment that would lead Maggie or Arthur to believe that they know each other because they're in, they're kind of in a panic right now. Okay. So Katinka is just like, we make a left and a right. And uh, Stu is like, where are we going? And she's like, just trust me, all right? Which is a thing that I hate that movies do where I'm like, it's actually more syllables to say, just trust me, all right, than it is to say the library. We're going to the library. That's it. That's true. You could just give me some information. And so then Stu is like, Arthur. And Arthur's like, just trust her, okay? Machine machining again. Basement. Whispering. Gears. Just kind of POV down in the basement being creepy. Now we see Katinka leading with a flare. And Stu is like, how do you lose an entire family in a glass house? And I'm like, well, you're here, man. You see that you, you too have lost people. You, you too lost people that you were trying to find. It's a big maze house. And they're walking and all of a sudden, Cagehead Jackal jumps out. And Stu is like, oh no, give me the flare. And so Katinka like, Throws the flare and cage head disappears. Okay. So anytime the flare kind of like passes through their ghostly self, it, they disappear for a second. They then help Arthur up. Stu sees another ghost and it's now old lady in the stocks ghost. And they start running to the library just before stocks ghost gets into the library. I guess cage head. Okay. So one of the reasons Cagehead was such an emergency right now is because Cagehead intercepted Arthur and was, like, scratching up Arthur. So they threw the flare to, like, free Arthur from scratchy Cagehead Jackal. They dragged him. And so Arthur's now kind of injured a little bit. Mm -hmm. So they get into the library and Katinka starts yelling at Stu and she's like, this is all your fault. And Stu was like, his uncle built the fucking house. How is it my fault? And she's like, you helped him. Without knowing what he was doing. Mm, mm -hmm. And Stu is like, leave me alone. Basically, his whole thing is like, my life sucks. Like, I see dead people constantly. And anytime anyone touches me, like, I get a flash of a bunch of dead things. Like, it sucks. And he's like, and Cyrus accepted me. Mm -hmm. And so I worked with him kind of thing. And she's like, you're pathetic. He used you. Arthur is like... Hey, to Katinka, he's like, hey, cut him some slack. And Katinka's like, you didn't tell him. 
And Stu was like, don't tell him. Don't. Don't do this. She's like, you didn't tell him about the fourth ghost. And Katinka's like, he has a right to know. And Arthur's like, what? And she just says, St. Luke's Hospital, six months ago. Mm-hmm. And that's when he realizes, my wife's spirit is trapped here. And he looks at Stu, and Stu's like, listen, man, I didn't know you. I didn't know her. Like, I'm just trapping ghosts for this fucking guy that pays me money. Like, sorry. You know? And Arthur punches him in the face. And he's like, I don't know... Basically, he's like, listen, I fucked up. But then as soon as I figured out, like, who you were and who the your wife was, like, I tried to help you. Like, I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to do the right thing kind of thing. Oh, okay. Katinka is like, we do have the opportunity to save her and your kids. And she's like, this house is not a house. It's a machine. So this is where she opens up the book, her big magic book. And she's like, there are 12 earthbound spirits trapped inside this machine that represent the black Zodiac. So now she flips a page to each Zodiac sign and it's the firstborn son. And then we see a flash of arrowhead crap, crap bad kid. Okay. And then she says the torso, the torso ghost. Okay. Then she says the bound woman, which is the hung prom queen. Okay. Then she says the withered lover which is arthur's wife then it's the torn prince which is the dude with the torn up face and the bat okay then we have angry princess which is boob ghost okay then we have the pilgrimess which is stocks lady then we have the great child and the dire mother which is giant barf baby and little mom and then we have the hammer which is Railroad Spike guy, who also has a big giant hammer mm-hmm. with him. And then we have the sign of Hell's Winter, the Jackal, which is Cage Head. The sign and then, of Hell's Winter. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. And then we have the Juggernaut, which is the Breaker from the beginning. Oh, and we did catch him because he went mm-hmm. into the cell, and that's where the guy died. Okay, what does Correct. he do? Do we see what he looked like? Uh, zombie, 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 zombie. Okay, yeah. Um, so she's like the machine required the energy of specific spirits to bring it to life. <laughs> it's just weird that he's like the ghost of a zombie. I'm just like, wow, I need his backstory for sure. It's like he's yeah, a person. I mean- he turns into a zombie, and then he turns into a ghost. Yeah, it's more just like I'm I know saying he's not zombie. actually a zombie, but yeah. it's just funny. He's just kind of the only one that doesn't have like a defining characteristic. He's mm-hmm. just like a dead guy that's all kind of deaded up. Right. That's who he is. Um, but he appears to be very mean and very mad. Okay. Because remember, he killed nine people in life, but, but at fucking 31 or something. One victim to death. Yeah. Way to do that math real fast. Do you um, see the panic in my eyes? <laughs> uh, so they seem to get meaner as they go on is the sense I'm getting. Yeah. Yeah. Meaner that does and appear to be as they go on. Yeah. That does appear to be how it is. I that was I didn't realize that until I was yeah, until I was kind of laying it out for you. So she's like, once engaged, the spirits are released one by one. And the house draws them to the center. 
which is our big circles. Once engaged, the spirits are released one by one, and the house draws them to the center. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So each one. So it appears that the engagement was Arthur putting the key in right. the house. Yeah. Each one adds energy to open the Oculus Infernum. Arthur knows what this is because he knows Latin. And he's like, that means the eye of hell. And she's like, it's an eye that sees everything. And if knowledge is power, then the man who controls this is the most powerful man on earth. Your uncle. Mm -hmm. Who is dead. And she's like, 11 have been set free so far. Uh, Stu is like, but Cyrus said something about 13 ghosts before he died. Katinka says, oh, yeah, 13. That's that's the 13th ghost is a fail safe. The ghost that is created by an act of pure love in the house leaps into the eye once it's opened and that closes it up. So sort of like, uh, you know, a Buffy situation at the end of season five. The 13th ghost is the one that can stop it all. That's what Katinka says. Okay, yeah. got you, got you, got you. So in order to save your children, you have to sacrifice yourself. And Maggie is like, nope, that sucks. There's got to be another way. Fuck that. And Katinka's like, well, the other option is we can blow the house up and all of us in it before the last ghost is released. But then we're all dead. And she, like, starts putting explosives together. Okay? Mm-hmm. So question nine. Those are your options, apparently. What do you do and what, do Arth- what does Arthur decide to try and do? Don't try to make too much sense. <laughs> okay. Well, I was trying to think of a, a way out, some different way. But I, mm, I mean, I guess he's going to sacrifice for them. That would... Makes sense. Here's what I'll give you. Uh, You're on the right track based on the information I've given you. Your goal is for your soul to stay alive in the sense that you'd really like to find your children before you have to, like, decide to kill yourself and maybe they will or will not be spared. So your goal is to find them right now. But the house has 11 fucking ghosts in it that are not in cages anymore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wear the glasses and use flames, fly flares. Okay. And um, magic spells. Okay. Um, I love your specificity. It's great. <laughs> No, you're you're firing on all the cylinders that I've given you. I, I hear I, I get it. <laughs> I mean, to keep my soul alive, I also need to find my kids. Like obviously, yeah. like that's really like Yeah. The thing. So I mean, hand in hand, I'm gonna be like, okay, lady, you've got this book. I read Latin. Mm-hmm. Do you need Latin help? Let's make Latin spells together. Let's to make To protect Latin ourselves. Because don't they have to listen to spells written or verbalized no matter what? So mm-hmm. I'm going to do some Latin spells with my new friend um, as protection to find my kids. 
That's mine. Okay. Okay. What do they do? Same, but also glasses and, uh, I don't know. We all use glasses and flares and spells. Hand in hand. I don't know. That's two half points. (laughs) So, yeah. Glasses, flares, and spells. Oh, my. That's, That's all I have. I don't know what else I have in here. So. Enlighten me. So, Stu is having a come to Jesus moment. And he's like, A, I feel bad that I helped this happen and also like something about what Katinka is saying like isn't adding up and Arthur is like I gotta try and find them one last time before I arbitrarily sacrifice myself and Arthur is like how many flares do you have left and Katinka is like I only have one and so he says to Stu uh, he's like we're going out again Katinka's going to keep the flare. Katinka's not giving you the single flare. So you and Stu are going to go out. How are you guys going to protect yourselves? Question 10. You can keep your glasses. One or both of you still has glasses. It's fine. I mean, I'm going to do glasses and spells. She has the book and the flare. Yeah, but she can tell us the protection spell. Okay. What do we have? How do I protect? What do we have? Is there something we have that I'm not thinking of? I mean, I can't fucking think of what they have. So, um, right? I don't know what else they have. I guess just they're just going to use glasses. Then I don't know. Okay. And is that hand in hand? No, I'm using protection spells and glasses. That's one and a half points. So... You're going to use spells. I gave that to you. <laughs> they remove one of the panels of glass that has a spell on it, and they use it as a shield Ooh, to walk down the hallway. Nice. That's smart. So that's what they do. They remove a glass panel. And Katinka says, she's like, we have 10 minutes. I don't know when the time clock started, but we have 10 minutes. And she says, she'll go into the basement with Maggie. And try to buy more time. Tells Maggie to put on the glasses. And she has the last flare and the book of spells. Katinka does. Stu and Arthur carrying around the glass. Back with Katinka and Maggie. They find the gross lawyer. And they're just like, that guy died. Back with Stu and dad. Marching down with the glass. Back with Katinka and Maggie, she finds the center of the machine. So now this thing we've been seeing uh-huh. the whole time, we're now there. Okay. Okay. We're in the center of the house. There's a big <laughs> machine and like a control panel with a bunch of levers and stuff in this room. Okay. okay? Stu and dad. We're now back with Stu and dad. And we see the final door, another door opening. And it's bat guy in front of them. And he's trying to bash the glass. But we see that, like, he's bashing at the glass, but, like, it's not breaking. Like, their shield is working, basically. Yeah, because it's ectoclass. Exactly. So now we're back with Maggie and Katinka. Maggie sees a ghost. We see her see a ghost, but we only see its feet coming towards her. So Maggie is like, give me the flare. She's holding the flare out to the ghost and she's like, nothing's happening. It's not working. And Maggie's like, hurry up. This isn't working. Katinka looks 
kind of smiles and hits Maggie in the head with a book Mm. and knocks her out. Oh, no. She wants the gates of hell to open. The eye of hell. It's fucking Cyrus. And she walks over to him and kisses him. (gasps) Not a ghost. Uh, Wait. Not a ghost. He's not a ghost. He faked his own death. And so they kiss, and then he, like, throws her down, grabs the book from her, opens up the book, and the very back there appears to be a place where there was a circular thing in it. And he's like, where are the spells? And she's like, are you mad at me? Like, she turns into, like, no longer a badass. Now she turns into, like, Peter Pettigrew in Harry Potter, where she's (laughs) like, master! And... He, she's like, I did all you asked. I killed Damien, who was her partner, for the spells, the book, and got the lawyer to bring her pathetic nephew here. And he's like, where are the spells? She then hands him the, the, the reels. reels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's like, huzzah. So now we're back with Stu. They come to another dead end. But now they're blocked. There's a dead end. And then there's nail head in front of them. So question 11, what do you do? What does Stu do? And it's to either stay alive or keep your soul alive. I think that he sacrifices himself because he already saw the vision of him dying from this dude. Okay. Um, I'm going to give it a fight. I'm, I'm going to use my turn my shield into my weapon. Start fighting with my glass plasm, ecto glass, not plasma. Your glass plasm. Not minus plasm, ecto glass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's one and a half points. Yeah, fight. So here's what Stu does he basically takes the glass, jams it into a corner with Monk behind it. Mm-hmm. So Monk is now like, ah, In a and he's like, I'm, yeah. yeah, and he's like, I'm gonna be the hero and jams it in. And he's like, I've been looking for a reason to like myself for a long time, says Stu. Um, and at that moment, the final cage open opens and the breaker comes out. And Stu's like, I fucking saw what this fucking guy does. He sucks. So now Stu is trapped in the hallway with breaker and the nail guy. And when nail guy, when Stu is distracted by breaker being released, Nail guy hammers him on the back and he falls. The juggernaut then just starts smashing him into walls and then smashes his spine backwards. And he's dead. That's his favorite move. He loves a good spine break. Stu's dead. Goodbye. Bummer. Back with Katinka and she's like, what now, master? (laughs) And... He's like, I can, she's like, I convinced your nephew to sacrifice himself to save the kids, but he'll only do it if he sees kids in jeopardy. So basically what I inferred is she said the 13th ghost closes the portal, but I think she was lying to him that the 13th ghost is really what like is like, and the final ingredient is the 13th ghost forged in love. Mm, Right. That's what I yeah okay yeah so she's like but he'll only sacrifice himself if he 
thinks his kids are in jeopardy. I'm like, well, I think he already does think his kids are in jeopardy. Mm-hmm. Like, they're missing. But Cyrus is like, so put them in je- jeopardy. And Katinka's like, what? And she's like, but they're just kids. And he's like, greatness requires sacrifice. I have a job to do, and so do you. So do it. So she goes... And he's like, now to finish this. And he starts playing the reels of the spells through the loudspeakers. And we see that now all the circles are moving and all the ghosts start disappearing, like being called up. Like they're like, and like disappear. Arthur is still stuck behind the wall and he's like trying to get out. And then his wife appears. And she, he's just like, I love you. I miss you. I'm nothing without you. And then mm. she's called away as well. So now we're back with Cyrus and little sniveling Katinka. And they're going into another part of the house. And he's like, oh, fetch the book. So she runs back to go get the book. And as she does this, he goes through a little hallway. And then the hallway starts closing. And she's like, Cyrus, no. And she's smushed. Just before, just after, he like grabs the book Cyrus for her. This is a real dick. <laughs> Correct. Now we cut to the circles, and somehow Arthur, this whole time, was in a place where he is in full view of the circles. I did not know that. There was no establishing master shot to show me that, but he is looking directly at the circles. They all turn into now swivel blades. So it's like the circles, okay, so the circles are all like metal circles within each other. And now if, oh, okay, and they're I, all kind of going got like it. this sort yeah. of thing. And the center comes up and Bobby and Kathy, Shannon and Elizabeth are tied together in the center circle. And it's all these blades that are just like, and Arthur is like freaking out and he like sees his kids. So now he like has, you know, dad strength and muscles the panel open, puts the glasses on and sees that all the 12 ghosts are like in a circle, like chanting and the eye of hell is underneath his kids. He looks around and he sees Cyrus Cyrus standing there. And he assumes that Cyrus is a ghost. Like, Cyrus is just standing there. Right, so right. then we get, like, a voiceover of Katinka saying, it's a machine designed by the devil and powered by the dead, the Black Zodiac. And he's, like, counting the ghosts in his head. And he's like, but wait a minute. If I'm the 13th ghost, and kind of, like, looks over at Cyrus being like, now there's too many of us. Mm-hmm. Like, Cyrus, what's going on? And so he takes the glasses off. And still and Cyrus. So he runs at him and starts beating the shit out of him. Um, And Cyrus is just being like real dicky, like just needlessly mean. He's he's just like, you're nothing, Arthur. You're a loser. And he's like, have you ever shown that any kind of dedication in your whole life? And I'm like, well, he's a math teacher. Like that's hard. Yeah, it is a thankless, hard job. And he's like, the world has no time for little people like you. It requires people willing to do anything for greatness. And I'm like, I just disagree with that whole premise Mm -hmm. completely. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you don't have a choice. The machine requires a ghost created out of pure love. And you get to be the 13th ghost. So, uh uh-oh, our heroes in peril. 
Cut to Maggie waking up in the big machine room with the big machine and the levers and everything and the the spells that are playing on the loudspeaker. Question 12, final question. What are you doing? What does Maggie do? I'm going to stop the spells from the loudspeaker and also move the levers around (laughs) until it changes hand in hand. Double ding. Ah. That is verbatim what she does. She stops the spells playing over the loudspeaker and then moves the levers around until something stops doing something. (laughs) Yay. That's what she does. So she's like, and the machine is just like, and all the gears that were previously like, we are turning like a well-oiled machine is now like, we're in chaos. And the gears are flying off everywhere. And um, now all the ghosts are like disturbed from their chant. Right. And so they get really mad at Cyrus. Because he's the one that trapped them. Yeah, and he's like, they're like, you bitch. And so they lift him up. And he's like, you know, if you don't have the glasses on, he's just like floating through the air. Uh And the ghosts take him and they throw him into the slicey machine that the kids are in. And he's sliced up everywhere. And then the ghost of Stu appears. Stu! And he's just cleaning his glasses. He's a real zen ghost. Without a care in the world. And he appears to be a very cognizant ghost because he's having full on conversations, whereas the rest of them were just like. (laughs) And he's like, trust me, Arthur, it's not over yet. You can finish this. You still have the power in you. It's just a matter of how to use it. Go to your kids. They need you. And like in life, Stu had like such a frantic energy and was just like, ah, my wife. And now as a ghost, he's just like fucking zen. Well, it's like, because it's like, he found a reason to like himself finally. Yeah. It's like me on mushrooms where I was just like. <laughs> zen Everything's cool, man. Zen as fuck. So uh, at this point, we now cut to Maggie and the machine is like exploding apart. Glass is exploding apart. And Arthur sees that. The slicers are moving continuously, right? right? All like this. But if you watch it, it's like double dutch. That it kind of like is going like this. Mm-hmm. But then for a split second, they're all flat. Mm-hmm. And then they're going. Mm-hmm. But it's like, mm-hmm. you know. So he's looking at it. And he's literally like. Double dutching. Trying to... Yeah. Now, I... this is a problem. This is also a skill I do not possess. Yeah. Climbing ropes. Double dutch. Double dutch I can do. I look awkward as fuck when I do it. I don't look cool. At all. Okay. Okay. But I can do it. And that is how you get in. You do a little like you're always like rocking back and forth to like find your moment. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Who knew that gym class was actually preparing us to get away from ghosts? Who knew? So he does it. He jumps in. Were you double dutching in gym class? We had like jump rope unit (laughs) in elementary school. Uh Ah. Oh, okay, we just did it yeah. on the streets. Yeah, we just had like the jump rope unit. We just in the, did it yeah. like as kids in the streets, double dutching oh. in your in your junkyard home. In our junkyard. So, cut to Maggie the machine. Oh, exploding apart. 
house is now demolished. And we see that Arthur jumps into the slicer and shields them from mm. all the exploding glass. Once the house is fully demolished, we see all the ghosts walking out into the night and disappearing into the ether. Back inside, the machine is stopped. Stu is watching that they're safe and then disappears. And then Mom, Mom Ghost is there. Ghost. Not burned up, looking peaceful and unburned. And they're able to see her without glasses. And they all look and she says, I love you in their heads and disappears. Mom. Final scene is Maggie walking through the glass house saying, this is it for me. I'm on the first fucking plane back to Newark. I'm sorry, family, Kathy, Bobby, uncle's ghosts. I'm sick of this nanny shit. I've had it. This was not in my job description. I quit. <laughs> Credits. Yay. So now, would you like to know what the ancient knight said to me? Yes, please. When I chose tell my us, chalice. Your chalice. The ancient knight said to me, you have chosen poor. <laughs> All right, let me tell you. To points. be fair, if you don't know anything about the original, maybe that's, maybe that's, maybe that is also poorly. I love your positive. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Hi, Sammies. So we heard a rumor that you're not signed up for our awesome Patreon yet. What? Where are you getting your bone con then? It's cool. It's fine. You can still subscribe. Just hit the link in the show notes or search for us on Patreon. We're right there. We've got all kinds of bone con. That's bonus content. We've got mini-sodes, post-mortems, and Q&As, all live streamed. Polls, prizes, merch, and just a general smorgasbord of KK Sam. So join us. Or else. Okay, you did a great job. You had so many double dings. So out of your questions, you got 20 out of 24. Oh, fuck. Yeah. That's so good. That's so fucking good. Uh, Dead or Alive, you got two out of seven. Damn it. (laughs) For a total of 22 out of 31. Nice job. Well, I will take that as a giant win as I never count my Dead or Alive's. It's they always incredible. suck. <laughs> yeah. So um, that was it. Oh, that was um, you know, I chose the wrong chalice so that you don't have to. And uh, Matthew Lillard, I love you. You were great. You did everything you could. And I respect your work ethic. I'm excited to be you for Halloween. Yeah. Um, uh, Drunk Horror was last week. So hope, get in your time you machine it. and... <laughs> Go back and check it out. Hope you made it. Hope we reminded you about it last week. Yeah. Um, go follow us on all the things at KK Sam Podcast. Join our Facebook group, uh, Sammy Stay Live. Maybe we have a Patreon. We do lots of fun things over there. Um, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Mm-hmm. It is important. Uh, what else do we do? Is that it? I think that's it. Great. Um, we love you so much. Love you. Thank this, you for listening. This has been Kim and Cat Stay Alive. Maybe.
So until next week. <laughs> goodbye. Stay alive. Wait, stay alive. <laughs> 166 stay episodes, alive. everybody. She'll get it one day. <laughs> goodbye. Stay alive. Put <laughs> ghost in me. I'm done. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Dread Podcast Network.